0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. The master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission. looking to the sky for divine transmission. Death man's vision makes the blind man listen. Eyes on the prize. This is blind ambition. Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Dodo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode number 160. As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Was well, as many various other platforms. Give us a look on social media at the Dodo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to Dodo Talk Podcast at Yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter and Twitch at serial sensei. And you can also follow my co-host on Twitter at GC Zeus. And speaking of, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, the anti-cool. What's going on, man?
1: Uh, not much. I am very tired.
0: And
1: yeah, it's the end of the semester for me, so I have like twenty pages of paper to do, and six of them are due by tomorrow. So mm. once we're done, I'm going to be sitting at this computer for twelve hours Ooh. procrastinating doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, crunch time, super crunch time, and mm. last night didn't help either. It that that card felt really, really long.
1: It's been a while since we had one that ended past midnight. That was yeah. on ESPN.
0: Think, I think I we've been spoiled a little bit. Like, I thought, like, oh, it starts at 9, we'll be out by, you know, 11, 11.15. Yeah,
1: because uh, having the previous, I, I could be wrong, but having, like, the previous UFC on ESPN cards been, like, four or five main, event, or main cards, or am I, yeah. like, tripping?
0: I think most of them have been. Reyes. And this one was six.
1: versus Let me see. Yeah,
0: they, they they kept us here for uh.
1: <laughs> no, no, the last one was six
0: um,
1: really? yeah, but it they, was on ESPN2
0: uh, well, I don't, the pacing or something was off last night cause, god, that card was was dragging, and the thing is, like, there were finishes and it just still felt like a really just that, long night. that
1: probably had a lot to do with it, to be honest with you
0: yeah, you got feeling feeling air time, I guess yeah, but, uh yeah, we, boy, did we, we pick a card to come back on? But <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> what a weekend! To,
0: uh, what yeah. a weekend!
1: Uh, yeah, it's been a weird ass weekend for heavyweights. I
0: well, I'll I'll save it. I'll save it. We'll 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 get to it. Yeah, he- heavyweights. I was surprised when I looked at the Joshua Reese card. I was like, oh, undercard, all heavyweights.
1: Mm-hmm. All juicers.
0: i, I going to say, I know what I'm not watching. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, there were some. They're like really good. Like, well. Yeah, you know, really good might be well. Hmm. They there are some of the top heavyweights in the world though. Um you know. Uh Povetkin, Dylan White, um like uh, oh Michael Hunter I guess earned that when he fought Pavetkin last night, but you know, we'll we'll get to that I guess.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll, but um real quick before we move along, it's always shout outs to the listeners. Please, uh Share, uh, share with a friend, co-worker, family member, uh, UPS worker, um, Ex anybody lover. else. There you go. Ex-lover, current lover, future lover. Side lover. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, yeah the, the side lover needs all the distractions. So.
1: Yeah, you're not spending all your time with them. They need something to do when you're not there.
0: There you go. So if you got a side chick or a side dude, side whatever, send, yeah, send them this way. But don't get us involved in whatever you got going on. We're just we're just trying to entertain and keep them company while you go do what you do.
1: No, I, I want to be involved. Tell us all. Tell us all the dirt. <laughs> you'll,
0: you'll be our what's on your mind segment. <laughs> we'll just give you a whole segment on the show. You can, you can spill all the beans. But uh, top listeners for the week: uh, number one, Mountain View, California. Number two, San Marcos, California. Number three, Santa Ana, California. Number four, Kensington, United Kingdom, and number five, uh, kind of funny because I think these guys have a card coming up either early next year, I think, Uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Hey. So there we go. Shouts to you guys. Appreciate it as always. Keep sharing, posting, Twitter folk, Tumblr folk, wherever you are. We appreciate you. Um, so yeah, it's been a little bit since we have last recorded. We last recorded, I think, before before Thanksgiving, right? Uh, when
1: was the last card? It was Blahavich versus Jackray, which is just a fuzzy fucking haze to me.
0: Yeah,
1: it feels like it was like, years ago.
0: <laughs> it was only it was like two weeks, but that, I think I was it, right before Thanksgiving.
1: That was the sixteenth.
0: Yeah, so, so it's been a been a it's been a little bit. It's been a been a smidgen so uh well how was your holiday real quick well we're, even though we're really late but we haven't
1: recorded <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine i went to nowhere so my grandma my dad my cousins my aunt um it was really nice we played um what's the card version of bingo called Pacino? something like that
0: I don't know, it's a card version of bingo.
1: Yeah. It's literally exactly what it seems like. You flip a card and if it's on your board you put your little chip down and I lost like a dollar and fifty cents.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no replays of that one.
1: We were playing with nickels, literally everybody won until me. Uh yeah. So it was that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Holidays were cool for me. I had a I made it to my dad's house a little later than what I wanted to, but still got a chance to, you know, I got my peach cobbler, had my meatballs, my mac and cheese, I had some stuffing that was mixed with shrimp and crab, and it was amazing, and I'm not even really like a stuffing guy, but yeah, I need that again, I definitely need that again, Um, real quick, brief rant on Delaware speaking of, um, (laughs) I found out the other day that uh, I have two tickets from Delaware um, allegedly, I ran two tolls that I didn't know about. Damn. So, um, and I'll, I'll say to you guys, um, Delaware is a setup. I'll, I'll make this real quick, and then we'll move on. So, from where I live, I, I have to drive, the, the way to drive to Delaware, at, at least the quickest way. I was going to uh, the Christiana Mall. So, I can take the highway pretty much straight there. But, like, from where I live to go that route, you have to cross a bridge to get to Delaware, and then that's the that's toll. And then there's another toll literally like 10 minutes later. (laughs) So two tolls within like 20 minutes of each other. So I pay the first toll. I think that one was like $4 or $6, something like that. And then I'm driving and I see the other toll. Keep in mind, I've never been to this mall, so I don't know where I'm going. I'm just following what my GPS tells me. My GPS tells me, stay left, I stay left. So I stay left. I notice to the right that there are like toll booths, but it looks like, those toll booths are going in, like, another direction. And I'm like, well, that's not where I'm going, so I'm staying left like my GPS is telling me to. And I don't know if that was, I don't know if I was in the easy pass lane. I don't know what happened. But, uh, yeah, I got two tickets in the mail because I had to take that route going and coming back. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Let's just say uh, there's going to be some people who might not get some Christmas gifts this year. <laughs> because, yeah, those tickets, uh, they they got me.
1: Doors do not in a real state. I mean, yeah. Just being real. Like, come super on. Super trash. Yeah. It, it, y'all it, need it, exi- it exists solely so that, like, banks and, like, credit card companies don't have to pay taxes.
0: Yeah. Like, y'all are super trash.
1: I am on to you, Discover.
0: <laughs> Please like, don't fire my dad. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep, keep Pops employees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that was super trash. So I'm a little mad at a little salty at Delaware. So next time i go up there, I'm gonna have to invest in the easy pass. But uh yeah, no holidays was cool. So hope you guys had a good holiday as well. I know we're late commenting on that, but we haven't recorded since then. Um so I guess speaking of moving into any more uh moving into what we got going on today, um we will be talking about the Joshua Ruiz uh rematch. We'll be talking about, of course, the Overeem versus Strike card. Which, boy, was that a good card? Well, I don't know if it was good. It was. It was a, an eventful <laughs> card to come back to after a two-week hiatus. Um, we'll get to some fight announcements, which I actually have a pretty sizable number of. Um, I didn't plan to have this much, and I didn't want to read all of these off, but there are a lot of them, and they're all kind of important. And then we'll get to some news stories. Uh, all of which I feel like are pretty sad. But um before we get to that, new format of the show, new segment. If you have anything, uh what is on your mind for this week then, Taco?
1: Sensei. We're twelve days away.
0: What's, uh I have bad I have bad memory, so I'm not, I'm <laughs> terrible with dates.
1: Speaking of memories. Well, well, you won't get the joke because you never saw the play. Cats! It's, it's less than two weeks Oh, no. Away.
0: <laughs> is that the... <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, okay. No, I know what you're talking about. since it's, it's, it's I, I saw that trailer. And I, then... I might die.
1: Because I'm going to go see yeah. it. Oh, no. Don't do that. I, oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding? This is my most anticipated movie since... I was gonna say since the since they released their original <laughs> Sonic trailer, but they they bothered to fix it, so I, I guess I'm not as excited for that one anymore. <clears throat> but um... you
0: are gonna watch two hours of this. Oh hell yeah!
1: <laughs> oh
0: hell the fuck yeah! This movie looks terrifying. Who, who who's in this? Who who? Who are the stars of this show? Jason Derulo is the cat who
1: fucks. What? <laughs> what? He, so, in, like, oh, the, that's not obviously the cat's name, but that is, his, that is his only characteristic. He is the cat who fucks. Uh, I think he's like the Ring-a-Ting-Tinger or something like that. Uh, but um, the main actress is a ballerina, and I, for the love of me, I can't remember her name.
0: I'm trying to to pull this up on IMDb. Uh,
1: She is fantastic. Um, Jennifer Hudson's in it. Uh, Jason Corden. uh, Idris Elba. Taylor Swift. Rebel Wilson. Francesca Hayward.
0: Oh, is this Magneto? Who? Is he in here? Or do I have my old guys mixed up? Uh, This guy who plays Magneto, what's his real name? Was Ian McKellen?
1: Ian McKellen?
0: He looks like Magneto. Yeah, yeah that's him. Um, God, what is that? How did they get all these people?
1: Because Cats is a very famous play and it's the most successful Broadway play ever.
0: <sighs> this looks like a painful experience. <laughs> Hold up. The budget for this was $95 million? Yeah. On what? <laughs>
1: Dude, those are a lot of famous people.
0: Okay, that I was gonna say that. I hope it it wasn't the outfits.
1: Yeah, was, ninety
0: five million for all the fur.
1: And they didn't even bother with that because it's all
0: like CGI. What is this? Is this, Ugh. I don't know, man. Hey. But I, I'd be interested to get your uh, your film review <laughs> <laughs> to know like what was a
1: uh, is uh, the rum tum tugger. Which sounds like a name we <laughs> give to a cat who fucks.
0: <laughs> the Rum He's definitely the side dude. <laughs> uh,
1: That's the role he was born to play. Yeah.
0: With, th- with that name, you have no other choice. If you're the Rum Tum Tugger, you are definitely the side... Yeah, you're, you're the side feline.
1: So... Hmm. Part of my interest in this is that what do you know about the play sensei
0: not much at all i I,
1: I think we actually talked about this the last, the last time i bro- i was dumb enough to bring it up on this show but um there's an orgy scene in the play like just a straight up orgy scene
0: well seeing that this is rated pg i'm gonna guess that that didn't make <laughs> that didn't make the cut <laughs> Yeah, was, the,
1: uh, yeah, so I was wondering, like, are they good? Like, so what do you do with Jason Derulo's character?
0: You um, can't um, have rum, him not fuck. He's um, the Rum Tuck. Rum gonna be tugging at something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or they they could just give him a lot of, like, innuendo jokes. But maybe he just, like, doesn't actually do anything.
1: My favorite thing about this is that it opens the same fucking weekend as the Rise of the Skywalker. Alright, uh, like we we got this in the bag.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. Hold up, so you're gonna Oh the it's a before or after. Right. The no no so this this has to be after Rise of Skywalkers, right?
1: No, it's the same weekend.
0: Same Oh boy. So are you are you, are you picking this over the rise? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Do
1: you think I wanna sit in a freaking theater full of a bunch of Star Wars nerds?
0: Hey, I'll be there. Hey. <laughs>
1: I don't, oh. I don't like. Like I don't see most like big movies the weekend they come out, mostly because it's, I don't want to deal with the audience. I want to watch the movie, so uh, I won't be seeing Star Wars probably until like twenty twenty.
0: Well, you let me know how that cat's crowd is.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I just—it's gonna be a bunch of furries. It's gonna be It's gonna be fucking hilarious.
0: Uh, that that yeah. yeah. Now you know what I can't judge though. Everybody's got their uh, their thing. I don't know. It's just something about these outfits that's just like really bothering me. Well, that's
1: the thing—they're not outfits. They're like.
0: Well, yeah, the the CGI just, it looks... It looks
1: terrible. It looks terrible. <laughs> <scary.
0: laughs> this looks like something, like... I know it's rated PG, but, like, this this looks... It's a
1: horror movie.
0: Yeah, this is... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I
1: don't know why they just didn't put them in outfits. It makes no sense to me.
0: I guess they thought, like, the humanoid... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all have fun with that. Um, but uh, no, definitely let me know how that goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to in hear how that goes, but I just don't want to experience it for myself.
1: What if, what if I tell you it's the greatest movie ever made?
0: I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be in there, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but... um. I guess kind of keeping a similar theme, uh, unless you had anything else. Nah, uh,
1: I and mean, I probably could think of something else, but it'd be something worse than cat. So I don't think you want to go
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep the show alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody can cancel us, but uh, you know, let me not say that.
1: I'm I'm waiting to get canceled, Sensei. I hope you realize that. Uh, that's my that's my we- goal weekly on this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess for me. I guess kind of keeping the movie theme, uh, what's been on my mind, um, I'll just say, I guess somehow this might loosely tie into the Cats, somehow, uh, I went to see, uh, I was really late to the party, I went to see Harriet, what day was that, a couple of days ago, I right, have bad memory, but I went to see it like last week, um, it was cool, wasn't the greatest movie, wasn't terrible, um, I liked it, sure there were probably there were probably some inaccuracies, probably maybe things that were left out, Maybe things that were exaggerated, but you know, with those kind of movies, I kind of expect that. But I say all that to say, um, like when movies—I ain't gonna even just say when movies like that come out, but when movies come out in general, and you like go online and see people having these really like over-the-top reactions, either one way or another, um, just go see the movie for yourself, cause a lot of the criticisms I saw for that movie. Even though I didn't think it was the perfect movie, and there were things about that movie that bothered me, um, some of the criticisms I saw were like actually just like like factually wrong, like like I don't think we all were watching the same movie, and I can't really go into detail because it would spoil it. But
1: I mean, it's a biopic.
0: Yeah, that for one. So you kind of know what most what most biopics like It's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. But there there were like literal scenes in the movie that people were describing. And, like, when I watched them, when I actually saw it, I was like, what were y'all complaining about? Because that, like, it's like we all misinterpreted what was on screen. But, I, like I said, I can't really go into detail because it's it, but just just go see movies for yourself. Get, get your own opinion. Don't let a Twitter outrage or whatever kind of skew you from seeing something you might have been interested in seeing. Um, but the one part about that movie that bothered me, and then we'll move on, <laughs> I felt like, you know, back in those times, like, the, the lingo, the way people talked was just like different mm-hmm. and I felt like they did that with everybody except one person and like <laughs> he really stood out because of it there was like a scene where he was describing Harriet and he was like oh yeah and she was so and so and she was about yay ha and I said whoa yay ha they said that in like 1912 like people said yay ha I didn't think people talked like that back then so I don't know something about like his verb is really threw me off but um, yeah, neither here nor there. But just go go get opinions from movies yourself.
1: <clears throat> I mean, if there's anybody who deserved to have a, a biopic and like a video game and like you know a whole bunch of stuff made about her life, it's probably Harriet Tubman because she wow. you know she lived a crazy ass life.
0: Um, Harriet video game would have been. Oh, that would be fire! Right? That would be fire.
1: But like um. Yeah, we should, like... I'm sick of all the Assassin's Creed games being the only historical video games. <laughs> Th- those in the Call of Duty games, because, God, I'm... Ugh, beside the point. Um, but... Yeah, I know I know that people were mad at the uh, the actress who portrayed Harriet for some reason. I, I don't remember what the drama was, but... Um, nah. There's a lot of just, like, on both sides, like, just inaccuracy about her life. Um is isn't, like, based in reality. Like, the people who claim, like, she freed, like, over a thousand slaves and she went all the way into the Deep South to, um, you know, to to bring uh, people to freedom on the underground. ground. That's not completely true. Um, she's from your neck of the woods, actually. She's from Maryland, I believe. Um,
0: Yeah, she has uh, one of her, her houses up here. Yeah. Either her house or, like, one of the houses she used to, like, stay in is, is up here.
1: Yeah, um... And her, uh, the house she ended up buying up in New York and living at in in her later life, um, it's still there, the Harriet Tubman Museum. I was actually planning to go visit it this spring when the weather got nice and I didn't have to stand outside in the freaking thirty degree weather. Uh, But um, like she, most slaves who were conductors on the Underground Railroad did not actually go further than like. Where they came from. You you understand? I think Because like. You need to know how to get back.
0: Right. But like it's a movie. Yeah. It's got to translate the screen. You got to have some kind of drama. So. Like I I
1: wasn't sure if that. uh, I'm not sure if that's like in the movie. Or like. But that's something that gets. Regurgitated through. um, You know. Through social media. And like. Even like some history books. Like. The odds are that Harriet Tubman never went to like Georgia to lead people to freedom. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean there weren't people who didn't, but it probably wasn't the woman from Maryland.
0: But just go see the movie yourself. Any movie. Just, you know. Yep. Form your own opinions. Don't uh don't let social media outrage clout your judgment or whatever. People don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but um yeah, so that's uh what's on my mind movies and movies and such. Moving on. Um gonna move on to some fight announcements and there are a lot of them, so I'm going to run through these really fast and we may or may not talk about some of them uh, a little bit. Uh but I don't wanna spend too because there are a lot of them. <laughs> but Fight announcements since the last time we recorded, and I probably still missed some because, like I said, there were a lot of them. Um, Habib Habib Nurmagomedov, ah, <laughs> Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson, fifth times the charm. Hopefully, knock on wood, particle board, knock on any solid uh, substance you have near you. Uh, that fight will allegedly happen in Brooklyn on April 18th. I don't know if the like event is actually named yet, but that's supposed to be the date. Um, lock down all the cords, um, keep them in a bubble, 24 hour surveillance, whatever you got to do to make sure we can actually finally get this fight. Um, but that's supposed to go down on April 18th. Conor McGregor allegedly finally back. I don't believe this fight until it happens, but it, it seems like it's, it's going to be a thing. Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone. At UFC 246. Um also uh, worth of note, that fight will be at welterweight, not lightweight, which is rather interesting, but we, we can come back to that. Uh straw white title fight. It's one of the fights I'm most excited for. Going down at UFC two hundred forty eight, Li Zhang versus Joanna Young Violence on violence on violence. I'm 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 really yeah, I'm re- I'm ready for that one. Moving down, UFC 247, Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Vera. Cheeto Vera finally gets a big fight. I think he's deserved. I think he's, he's definitely earned a, a name like this. So happy for that one. At UFC Busan, uh, Frankie Edgar will be stepping in uh, for, uh God, why am I blanking on his name? Brian Ortega uh, to take on Korean Zombie. I'm going to come back to that fight. I don't, I don't like that fight. <laughs> but, uh, Johnny Walker is back. Against Nikita Krylov at UFC Brasilia, which will be on March 14th. Uh, Corey Anderson versus Jan Blachowicz, I believe, will be headlining UFC Rio Rancho at, I mean, on, sorry, February 15th, um, and headlining UFC Auckland on February 23rd. We'll get some nice quality lightweight violence with Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker. Um, moving on to Bellator at Bellator 239. At Ruth will be taking on Yaroslav Amasov. That should be a really awesome fight. Really big uh, step up in competition for Ruth. Um, at Bellator Japan, we'll have Michael Venom Page versus Shinzo Anzai. I believe that fight's going to be at catchweight. And Sydney Outlaw is going to replace uh, Benson Henderson uh, to face off against Michael Chandler. Um, at Rising 20... Um, of course, you guys know, or if you don't know, I don't know if we talked about it the last time, but Koji Horiguchi um, was injured. Uh, he had to he vacated both his titles, his Bellator title and his um, rising title. So, facing in for the vacant belt uh, and bantamweight at Ryzen will be Kai Asakura versus Manel Cape. Uh, also on that same card at Ryzen 20, we'll have Jerry Projaska versus C.B. Dalloway. Uh, Reina Kubota will be rematching Lindsey Van Zant. And last but certainly not least, Tenshin Nasukawa will, ah, will be on the card, facing off against Rui Ibata, who I recently looked up some of his fights, and I'm really looking forward to that fight now. Yeah, he's legit.
1: He's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he he's got some fun. He's got some bangers out there. I've seen a couple. Um, any of these real quick? You got some some quick, quick bullet point thoughts on?
1: Um. God, they really lean on Frankie.
0: Yeah, that, that fight,
1: ah. Like, like, to the point where, like, I'm kind of angry at him, because, like, he says the president that it's okay to just, like, jerk fighters around like that, because they were trying to, no, no, they were trying to book him to fight the Korean zombie, but also keep the, the Sanhagen fight, which is literally a month <laughs> later. <laughs> And they were like, "Yo, he could totally do it. He could totally take the zombie and then cut ten pounds in a month and then go fight Corey Sanhagen." And it's just like, what "The fuck is wrong with you people?"
0: Right? <laughs> like, like you're assuming the fight is gonna go so well and he's like not gonna be damaged and like
1: it's it's like it's not like they didn't have other options
0: like. I don't know if they
1: reached out to Zabit's team and they were just like not giving like oh we we won't we, we don't want that fight for Zabit right now, but I thought
0: like, I read somewhere that Cater Cater
1: volunteered oh. to take the fight.
0: Yeah, and I'm like that to me made all the sense in the world. Like I I would have jumped on that fight.
1: Yeah. But uh, uh, um, but that that's that that's a weird one to me. Um, like it, obviously they want to keep. Zombie on that card because he's basically the only star they have. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Lord knows if he's even gonna make it to Fight Night because d- dude has a reputation for not being able to stay healthy. But um, <sighs> uh,
0: that 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 was just like a messy situation I they, to me. I hope they find somebody for San Hagen, too. Like yeah. You know, get, get that. Get that man a, a nice marquee fight. Yeah.
1: It sucks that Aljo is. MIA or hurt or yeah, hurt. Um they went ahead and booked McGregor despite, you know, all the uh the criminal behavior. Yeah. Um what you gonna do? Fucking you know uh, pirate. Pirate the fight I don't care. I don't, fuck the US. Uh don't pay for that shit.
0: Um, I think at this point we've learned they don't, uh, (laughs) you can have pending, like, murder charges, rape, assault, battery, anything in between, but if you can make some money and fill up a space on the card, they'll, uh, they'll still give you a spot. Yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, um, this is, uh, so this is going to be, um, an interesting one. I, I think we, te- we texted about it a little bit. Like, Cerrone is... Like, the type of fighter McGregor is, is Cerrone's kryptonite. But the type of fighter um, Cerrone is is completely unique to Conor McGregor. Like, outside of Jose Aldo, um, who has been the best kickboxer McGregor has fought thus far? Because Eddie Alvarez, primarily a boxer. Chad Mendez Wrestle boxer Dustin Poirier when he was at featherweight was primarily a boxer and a very slow footed one at that um Nate Diaz boxer um you know uh and Khabib wrestle boxer slash crazy athlete man so um Cerrone struggles when guys are able to get him to commit to a boxing match um if he's able to work his wrestling and get his kicks going early uh, we've seen McGregor struggle struggle a little bit with kicks and honestly I don't know how like like I said he hasn't fought an actual kickboxer in years um i think the last one he fought was, besides Aldo was like Dennis Eaver. and that was like what 5 years ago
0: all right and it's also Dennis Seaver. yeah and Dennis
1: Weaver <laughs> had success with the leg kicks early before you know McGregor doubled up on the pressure and turned into a boxing match. Um, So, if Cerrone can keep his back off the cage, if he can... And that's a big if, because, you know, uh, decent pressure fighters have been able... uh, Lesser pressure fighters have been able to push Cerrone back. But if he can keep his back off the cage, if he can keep McGregor... um, If he can get McGregor down once and put that thought in his head, if he can... Uh kick at that lead leg, kick at that um kick at that rear uh power hand you know, this is, this is, this could be a competitive fight <clears throat> otherwise i otherwise, I can see him getting knocked out, but uh, you know his chin isn't what it used to be, but at the same time, I'm kind of curious if McGregor's power carries against a guy who doesn't need to like jump into range to hit him. Cause right. Cerrone's just as tall if not tall, well, he's taller than McGregor so um, he's not going to be reaching on punches or he shouldn't be reaching on punches he should be able to keep his feet underneath him um, and that's a large part of why Nate Diaz, despite getting knocked down a bunch of times was able to take McGregor's power because like he, uh, his feet were never out of position and he could absorb the brunt of the shot <clears throat> so you know, it's, a, it's an interesting fight for probably the wrong reasons, because it's partly how much has McGregor been training with, like the year and a half he's been away or whatever, and how much has Donald Cerrone just shot after two really devastating ass fights, like mm. Justin Gaethje knocking him out and uh Tony Ferguson, you know, putting that work in on him in the second round. So, um. Yeah, it is what it is. Um and like you, I'm hyped for that Yang uh that Zhang versus uh Ioana fight, Wanna fight they're two of the best kickboxers in
0: uh MMA. Yeah, that's 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 the elite of the elite. That's uh you don't get this this high level batch making don't come around that often. Right, like like you you're getting two of the best of the best of the best. Um I guess real quick to piggyback on the Cerrone McGregor. I just thought it was interesting that it made it at one seventy.
1: Oh, this is be. Oh, could we talk about how Dana White basically yeah. said that if Donald Sorey wins, he gets a fucking rematch with Khabib.
0: I mean, if Connor wins.
1: Yeah, McG- uh, McGregor wins. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, yeah, that's
0: <clears throat> <ugh>. nasty. Gross. <laughs> this is na- nastiness all around. Like,
1: like Justin Gaethje's out here freaking knocking people out in the first round of every fight.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and we're just gonna bypass all of that from. And that rematch, if it happens, it's not. I don't see that fight going any different.
1: Exactly. Like
0: uh, he gets taken down and abused again. It's not
1: like McGregor's been out here like training with like the U.S. wrestling team or whatever. He's been out here pitching his whiskey for the past year and (laughs) ducking legal troubles. Like,
0: and I don't think this. I, I know Cerrone's older is probably a little shot, but I think this fight being at 170 helps gives him more points in his favor, and I don't think this fight is a layup. I I don't think it is. I I think McGregor can win, and he probably should win, but just because of everything he's had going on, I don't know, like, the kind of shape he's in. Like, I don't really feel 100% comfortable saying this is, like, a layup for him. Um... I think I think the early portion of this fight, like it, tone, is going to be really important. Like I think if Conor gets off to like a good start, it might be really it might be trouble for Cerrone. Cerrone's not really a comeback from behind kind of guy. Um, so I think that early, that first that first round is going to be really 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 important to how the rest of that fight plays out. But if Cerrone can like weather a storm and if he can get Conor down. I think the one thing between, difference between like, uh, you know, if if Habib takes you down, he's trying to abuse you. He might go for a submission, but he's going to beat you up for a long time. Cerrone's going for subs. And he's pretty aggressive about it when he's on the ground if he decides to take it that route. I think he could, he could just, he could catch McGregor slipping, get him down, get, I don't know, triangle, something. He could get something in. I, I could definitely see it going that way. But... Yeah, McGregor getting the title shot off of that, that's filth. <laughs> filth. But um interesting matchup though. Shenanigans aside, and that's a whole nother story. But um Nah, a lot of a lot of awesome fights. We're gonna probably end this year, it seems like pretty strong, and next year we'll we'll be kicking it off with shenanigans. <laughs> you know the, the the train won't stop. Um I think that's pretty much and like like you said the Ioana versus Zhang that's gonna be super fire like now I'll, I'll you know I'll throw this out there I'm 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 Zhang gang till it's over till, till the train falls off So I'm still picking Zhang but that, that's gonna be an amazing scrap um I'll leave the rest of these fights alone we can comment on them as they the dates get uh get closer um So, I guess we'll just move on to news. Um, God, where do we start? Um, (laughs) None of these news stories are really happy. They're not going to lift the mood. I said we
1: go with the saddest, and then we work our way backwards from saddest to least saddest.
0: Okay. I think I kind of somewhat have them written that way. Unless... Well, is Hannah Morale the least saddest? I <laughs> mean,
1: if we're talking about
0: health, yes. All right, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think I kind of got these written in that order. Um, so, yeah, the pretty much the most unfortunate part, which uh, news story, which I'm pretty sure by now you guys already know, um, but we hadn't got a chance to talk about it since uh, we last recorded. Um. But the whole um, Anaya Blanchard situation, unfortunate ending, man. Like, just. Just, yeah. In in a perfect world, yesterday, we would have gotten a chance to see Walt Harris fight in this main event. And he had a nice streak going, and everything just seemed like he's really putting it together. And then just this happens. Um, But Anaya Blanchard, um, unfortunately, they did find her remains. Um, the suspects that are in custody as of now, uh, what is this gentleman's name? No, his last name is Yaseed. Um, he was the one that the witnesses saw, uh, Blanchard having, like, the altercation with. He's the one who allegedly, uh, did the kidnapping. He's the one who allegedly had the gun on him. Um, and there are also two other gentlemen who were somehow involved with this. Uh, One of them is named Ant. Antoine Squirmy Fisher and there was somebody else, but his name is not in the article. Um but there were two other gentlemen who in, in some way were I guess helping get seed with with this whole thing. Um I guess to me like the weirdest the whole situation is just really, really, really unfortunate. But, like, the weirdest part of this to me was, like, I'm reading this. Uh, okay, David Lee Johnson Jr., he's the other uh, suspect. Um, but the I'm, I'm trying to find it in the article. But there there's a section, and you, you can probably find it in any article that you read. But, like, it, the way they framed it, it seemed like one of these witnesses, I don't know if he was close to, you see, but with the amount of information that it seemed like he knew, I was like, why didn't you say anything? Like, I don't know. It, it's ah, I mean, this was just. Well, ah. I have, I'm
1: of two mindsets about that. One is, if someone you know who is probably like your neighbor, um, comes like so you you know what they get into, or you're from the or you're at least from the same neighborhood and you hear shit, and he he's like, yeah, no, um. I murdered somebody. (laughs) Is your first instinct to turn them in or is your first instinct to say, oh, yeah, no, that's totally something he'd do. I better keep my mouth shut um, or he'd do that to me, too. Or, or, or you're one of his friends or an associate or whatever. And you're probably just into the same shady shit that he is.
0: Well, in that case, I get it. Like, if you... If y'all are in the same circle and you didn't say anything, then I understand it. You're just trying to cover your own, you know. I I'm, you. Not I'm, I'm, not tra- right, I'm not trying to,
1: like, you know... Um... Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, cover for anybody or anything like that. It's just, like... No, little, it's,
0: it's real life. Yeah, Like, this is how... yeah This, this is how is people life. think. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, that, that part, I understand. Um... Well, let me, let me just read part of this real quick to get like, some context. But uh, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just going to start kind of in the middle of this article. I'm reading from uh, USA Today. Uh, Auburn Police chief, uh, Paul Register, said during a conference that it's still unknown if Blanchard was familiar with seed prior to the alleged kidnapping. Um, he said that we don't have any reason to know that she was familiar with him, but we certainly can't rule out completely that there would have been some knowledge. Uh, but at this point, we don't have knowledge that she knew him. Um, two more weeks later, Antwain Squirmy Fisher was arrested by the police department. Uh, Fisher, like you see, was charged with first-degree kidnapping and Blanchard's disappearance. According to Fisher's charging documents, he disposed of evidence and provided transportation for you see. The records do not say what evidence he uh, is alleged to have handled. Uh, Fisher is to be held without bond, blah, 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 blah. Um, David Lee Johnson, uh, I'm trying to see what his involvement was, uh, charges, charging documents filed Tuesday morning revealed that his son, David Lee Johnson III, allegedly drove you see to Escambia County. The younger Johnson has not been charged with any crimes, according to an arrest affidavit on November 7th, uh, went to the home where a 35-year-old Antoine Fisher charged with first-degree kidnapping and... Da-da-da. Okay, so... Uh Antoine Fisher, I guess, lived with uh Johnson III. They'd received a tip that 29-year-old Yussi, the first suspect charged with first-degree kidnapping in the case, had been at the Placid Drive home. At the home, Johnson Jr. told police he saw Yussi leave the house with an unknown white female in an unknown vehicle. This all just sounds really shady. Like, a lot of, yeah, a lot of just shadiness going on. But, um... Uh, Yeah, not a good story to uh, kick the week off with. Um, More details, I'm sure, will be released. But as of now, at least the three gentlemen involved are in custody. Um, I can't remember if uh, Yaseed has Bond or not. I would hope not. I
1: want to say one of them was released on Bond. At least one of them, I should say. It's like fifty I think, I think it was like fifty thousand dollars or something.
0: Hopefully it wasn't your seed. I'm trying to scroll through this article quick to see it. I don't believe it was him though. But don't quote me on that. But um either way, like the whole court case, like all that is still playing out, so nobody's in jail yet. Apparently your seed was in court wilding out. Saying that they didn't have any proof that he did anything. Um But at the end of the day, man, just Rest in peace, Anah Blanchard. No matter how the court case plays out, like somebody's not here anymore, um, and she should be. She should still be here, and she's not. Right. Um, so yeah, rest in peace to Anah Blanchard. Uh, well wishes, man, to Walt Harris. Um, man, that's that's got to be something crazy to like bounce back from. Um, I don't know when we'll see him again or if we'll see him again, but uh, I don't know, man. Just, I, I hope you find a way to to, to pull it through, man, to kind of kind of get yourself back on your feet. Um, but pray, prayers to the whole family, man, not a, not the way you want to see that story end. Um, You want to move on to some slightly less sadder news, but still. Yeah, I'm going
1: to call it significantly less sad. But 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 go. more, uh, not more, uh, but you know, upsetting, for different reasons. Um, all right. So, wait, wait, wait. Am I missing a, 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 another sad story in there, or, or are we going to the releases?
0: Uh, hey, you can pick either one. I, I still got Carmouche and Mark Hunt written down. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Um, so,
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, Mark Hunt. Yeah, let's go with the Mark Hunt story. So Mark Hunt's uh, entire case against the UFC has been thrown out in court by the judge. um, And the UFC is suing him over $388,000 in lawyer fees. Um, So, you know... This is... This is fucking... This is terrible on every level. And I hate the UFC.
0: This is like the... This is one of the pettiest things I think I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's no other way. Like, this is pettiness to like the umpteenth degree. And I guess for people who maybe maybe you don't remember because maybe it's, it's you know it's been a while since we maybe talked about this, but like this this goes all the way back to UFC two hundred when Mark Hunt fought um Brock Lesnar. Uh, of course, you remember the fight. Brock Lesnar ended up winning, unanimous decision, took him down, beat him up, so on, so forth, whatever, whatever. And then, of course, to nobody's surprise, Brock Lesnar failed his tubs, uh, his drug test. Uh, he tested positive. What is this drug cl- called? Clo- clomiphene. Holy shit. Oh,
1: what? Sorry, right. yeah. I, I just went on to Tumblr to go check my news thing, and something just tweeted out Juice World's dead. What? Really? Yeah, he had a seizure. At Chicago Midway wow. Airport.
0: Wow. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh yep, this is on the Chicago Sun. Yeah, so this is legit. God. Dude, he was only 21. twenty-one. Jesus. That is, ooh man. Rest in peace. I, I I never never really listened to his music, but I I I just no, kind of know his name from other people. But, oh man, that is that is unfortunate. Jesus, rest in peace, Usual. Yeah. That is uh. Like,
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I gotta stop doing, like, drugs, man. Stop popping pills and, like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, at 21, you should not be... uh, Well, I I won't say it because I don't know, dude, and I don't know if he had, like, any pre-medical conditions or anything. But But, but at 21, if you're, like, perfectly healthy, and you don't have any pre-existing conditions, you should not be done of seizures, man. But... We'll hold off, cause we don't, you know, we don't know everything. Literally, this just happened. Like, it was like thirty from thirty-five minutes ago. God, rest in peace, Usual. That, that's yeah. Jesus crisis episode. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but uh, this Mark Hunt thing. But back, back, back to that real quick. Um, yeah, UFC two hundred, failed drug test, so on and so forth. He went to sue the UFC for it, lost the case. And they're just basically pouring salt on the wound, like the UFC, you know, I guess you can say they won cause the case got thrown out, and now they're county suing mm-hmm. for all the, the the court fees. and it's what is it three three hundred and eighty eight thousand yep. dollars, and legal fees. and it's <laughs> it's just like y'all don't have to do this to this man. And it's like you know you were like we all knew. Brock was gonna fail that drug test and then like they just look the other way and it's and you got to feel for Hunt because I think at least in this article they mentioned this is the third time he's fought somebody and they failed a drug test afterwards so like he's probably just like I know he's just pissed off in general like like this just keeps happening to me and now this is just like extra salt on the wound um I think they did mention though that he can't appeal so we'll see if that happens, but petty on petty, on petty. <sighs> um, you want to quickly describe this Liz Carmouche thing?
1: Yeah. So, um, what was it Fr- Thursday or Friday? Um, the UFC started their uh, their their cut list. Uh, the, they started releasing people. Um, you know, um yeah, um, as you do. Um, and one of the people who cut was Liz Karmusch, uh two-time UFC title challenger, both at women's uh, bantamweight and women's flyweight. Um, you know, um, which, even without the, the following context for her being cut, it, it just seems kind of like, why? You know, because like, I get that she's not the most entertaining fighter, but she is a top ten fighter in two divisions, like... And that those division need body and people with experiences, so I, I don't get the purpose behind the cut. Um, especially since you know she's the type of person who does media appearances for the UFC a lot. You know, she was part; she was one half of the first women's fight in the UFC history, um, and she's a former marine. And in fact, she was in uh, she was doing media for the UFC on Friday, Thursday or Friday. Um, when she got the news that the UFC had cut her. She was in Washington, D.C., um, which she paid for by herself, apparently. Um, she paid her own way to go to do promotional work for the company um, ahead of the uh, UFC-DC card uh, yesterday. Like, ad literally, um, hours, uh, not even a couple hours after they cut her, they posted a, vid- a picture of her Neil Magny, Justin Gaethje, and I don't recognize the last person in this photo. In front of what? What is that? Is that Cong-
0: It's not Congress.
1: Uh, in, in front of um, uh one of the uh, monuments in D.C. Um, to their Instagram. When they
0: had like a uh, they had like a wreath service. Yes,
1: the, they were like, like a wreath service for the military, which obviously you want this Carmouche there. Um, but they cut her. As she was doing promotion for the company, so just a fantastic fucking week for UFC PR. Am I right? Yeah,
0: and <laughs> then they say like, "Oh, we they they said we weren't aware." We weren't aware
1: yeah. that she was there. Which maybe they did it because they even bothered to pay her to go. Maybe they just told her it would be nice if she did
0: it for them. Uh, I don't. Know. Yeah. Now, yeah, she did. That, and that's confirmed she had to come out of pocket for this this uh this trip
1: it's oh my god so gross
0: so that means like you took time out of your day to do this event for a good cause you came out of pocket to do all the traveling and all the legwork only for the company you work for to be like oh yeah you don't work for us anymore while you're out here like shaking hands and like hugging people
1: this is like. What did Jordan Breen say? The machine will not save you. Like, this is another. The UFC doesn't care about any of the fighters on its roster. You're not an employee. You're not a stakeholder. You are a cog that keeps the machine turning, and you, in your, in their eyes, you can be replaced. Oh, yeah. You know, Liz Carmouche apparently has been taken in stride um but her her management um came out and said, you know, it is what it is, but just to cut somebody right before Christmas who's doing all this work for you, probably for free in the hopes that like it'll be beneficial to her career. Like that's so shitty. That's yeah. so shitty.
0: It was like this this coming out and the Mark Hunt thing like all happening within like the same like week. It's just like, bro, this is like stories like this are why I don't get mad at. And it's not even just fighters like across all sports. When athletes in general are really trying to get what they're worth and they might hold out or do something crazy to get money. I know from a fan's perspective, we might not like it, but it's like th- these stories are why I don't get mad at athletes when they do that. Because, like, bro, they will throw you out at the drop of a dime.
1: Like, they don't care about you.
0: Yeah, they don't care. But you're a number. You're a number. And as soon as your, your value decreases and you go in the red even a little bit, if they feel the need to drop you, they will get rid of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. So while you're there, get everything you can. Get all the money you can. Take all the advantages you can. Because they're going to get rid of you eventually. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of a tasteless. Just like even if you guys planned on cutting her, it, at least wait till I, I don't know. And what like
1: the, that's the th- This shit is calculated. Like it, it, going back to like um the uh like the testimony for um the 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 antitrust the tes- testimony like you know with Conla and all those dudes hmm. uh, suing the UFC for anti um you know trust practices or whatever like and you hear stories about how like Joe Silva with like strong arm fighters like this is all calculated this is fear, it's for it's fear based negotiation and mm-hmm. it sucks cuz these people like i'm sure most of the people on the UC roster realize that like that could that could be easily be me yeah it, it, it's terrible yeah ho oh, oh,
0: yeah. The last I heard of that because I think Randy Couture is involved in that too I actually posted about that on Twitter about uh I was wondering like where did because I haven't heard about that case in a while um the last note I saw was from Randy Couture maybe a couple months ago um I think it's kind of stalled because they had to switch out somebody from the committee or whatever but hopefully that whole lawsuit continues to be a thing because things like this shouldn't happen like like <laughs> like even if you're going to cut her, there's like a professional way to kind of go about things. And this wasn't it, man. This was not it. For me, I wasn't even as mad about the cut, even though that to me is still confusing considering she just came off a title shot. Um, but if you're going to cut her, like, this is, this is not the manner in which you kind of... You can't operate like that, man. That is super cutthroat. Um... But I guess keeping the trend of cuts going, uh, Wait, I mean it's in oh. the,
1: the next two are less egregious in my mind, in my eyes. But it's sad. Just still sad. Just less sad. Um, Gray Maynard, Henning Barrow both been cut by the UFC. Am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Was that third? Uh, UFC cuts. There's somebody else. Uh, but but yeah, Henan Brow, um, Graham Maynard, Benin Brow. Everybody knows five fight losing streak. Been knocked out a bunch of times. Um, just has not been the same fighter since um, losing to uh, to TJ Dillashaw and. Can we please get off this nonsense about, like, he started losing when, like, USADA came around? Because, like, turns out the dude who beat the prime, his prime out of him was on EPO. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe ease up on that um, that narrative a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's not been an easy time for, uh, for, for Hedden, um. He just has not been the same fighter since the, the first TJ Dillashaw fight, and it's sad. And it's a combination that's a combination of the weight cut to 135, um, and he's never really able to adapt his style up at 145 to so be more, to be less bully based, more eth, um, not athletic, but you know, fight. He, he never adapted to fighting guys who are about
0: his size. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he'll get picked up somewhere. Uh,
1: Bare knuckle boxing is always there with arms wide open for guys who are way past their Um uh, But we also got the cut of uh, Gray Maynard, who surprisingly is 2-2 two two in his last four, but then you look and it's like, oh, he beat Toruto Ishihara and Fernando Bruno and lost the kickboxing match with Ryan Hall. And got knocked out by Nick Lentz, so. And before that, he had lost his previous four fights. So, it's not even like you could be like, oh, um, you know, he's just in a rough spot. Like, his last, basically since getting knocked out by Frankie Edgar, it's been a rough-ass run. It's been a rough eight <laughs> years for Gray, um. I, I, I don't know if he still wants to fight. I, I, I don't know if, uh you know like I, I don't know if he had if this is something he wants to do anymore um you know, the the space between his fights have been longer and longer um he hasn't fought since 2018 like his entire ufc his entire career has basically been in the ufc ever since like tough um like he had two fights prior to being in the UFC, got on tough and has been in there since 20, uh I'm sorry, two thousand seven. So I don't know um if he has like a desire to stick around uh in MMA anymore now he's on the UFC and he's not getting like that you know, five and five contract or whatever. Um I don't know. I don't even know if Bellator would want him, to be honest with you, because he's not a very exciting fire. Um and it's not like he's in, like he's not gonna bring the crowd out.
0: Yeah, I yeah. But say in the in the two thousand nineteen MMA landscape, I don't know where uh not really sure where Gray Maynard fits in the in the pit. He then. he
1: can join Henan Barrow in bare knuckle fighting. Yeah.
0: Y'all y'all keep that. <laughs> keep that for yourself. Man,
1: you gotta make money any way you can, Sensei.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. Bills 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 don't go away. They do not go away. But uh We'll, we'll end the news on there uh that was a long news segment <laughs> we still got two two cards to cover uh all right so that was news hopefully next week will be a little more uplifting uh <laughs> I,
1: if it was just the fight announcements this would have been uh this would have been a good yeah. week but yeah. uh, unfortunately yeah. the world keeps turning
0: yeah next week we'll ho- hopefully we'll get some some better news next week But we do got some fights to talk about. That'll uplift things a a, a smidgen, a little bit. So, let's get to some some fisticuffs. Dojo breakdown. We will start with the rematch between Anthony Joshua and um, Andy Ruiz Jr. So, um, I'll just say off top, I'm out $20. (laughs) Just throw that out there. I'm out twenty dollars. Um, I wanted to believe in Ruiz for the second time. Um, but it didn't happen. It did not happen. Um I don't really have a ton to really say about this fight other than like Joshua did. He he did his thing. Like <laughs> he this this is it. I'm trying to trying to think of how to how to word this. This performance looks like a guy who realized that in the first fight, like, oh, I really messed that one up. Let me go do what I was supposed to have done the first time. Because he really just kind of went in there. And it it wasn't like a super razzle-dazzle, you know, you know, you're jumping out of your feet kind of performance. But he just really went in there and just kind of boxed Ruiz up. Like <laughs> did really good, just kind of jabbing him out from a distance. Really just a great job at sticking and moving. Breeze was not really able to get inside many times. He might land a, a left hook here or there. Um, there were like little small brief moments where like Joshua would get a bit cocky and they might stand and trade for just a little bit, but those moments never extended outside of two to three seconds. And Joshua kind of would get back within himself. and like, all right, that was fun. All right, let's go back to what I was doing. Jab you from the outside. Jab, jab, beat you up from the outside. I'm a stick and move. Ruiz trying to, trying to fade or try, trying to find his way inside, but he just never really got there. Um, I think I might have gave Ruiz like one round, and I don't remember what round that was. I felt like it was either towards like the middle or like the second half of the fight. But like for the most part, it was like a, it was a clinic, not in terms of that it was like a, beat down like it's not like he was knocking Ruiz around and knocking him down but it was just it was a clinic just in terms of I have a really good game plan and I don't think you can get me the straight from that and there's nothing you can really do to stop what I'm doing so I'm gonna just do what I do for 12 rounds and unless you figure out a way around it (laughs) I'm just gonna keep doing it and hey man stick and move for the win
1: Um, So, yeah, like, all the people fucking upset that um, Anthony Joshua didn't fucking, like, bang with Ruiz in the pocket. The hell is wrong with you?
0: Yeah, that's why he got... (laughs) That's why this fight is happening right now. (laughs) Because he did that the first time. didn't work.
1: Um, so... Like, we talked about this the last time we were on. Like, we gave our predictions for Joshua Ruiz. And I don't remember who I picked. But, uh see I, 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 whatever my pick was before, I ended up picking Joshua on Friday after the weigh in because, um, Ruiz came in 15 pounds overweight and Joshua came in like 10, I should say overweight. He came in 15 pounds heavier than he did in their first fight. And Joshua came in like the lightest he's been in a minute. I think he was like 233, um, which was like 12, 13 pounds lighter than he was in their first fight. Um, Um, That showed to me that he was, you know, more than Ruiz coming in overweight and coming in, uh, uh, like, or coming in heavier. Uh, Joshua coming in later was like, okay, he's going to focus on keeping Ruiz at distance and moving. And I was a little hesitant to pick him to do that because we've never seen him able to, we've never seen him want to do that. Or, Or the times we've seen him want to do it, he's kind of just fallen into just getting in the pocket and banging it out which he's actually really good at um he, he doesn't take a fantastic punch but he is a, he's a very slick heavyweight inside boxer the the, the 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 way he knocked Ruiz down in their first round by like pushing his head into position to uh to get that uppercut that put him on the ground was beautiful but if he sits in the you know, like we said if he sits in the pocket with ruiz long enough he's probably going to tag you um, so seeing him come in lighter than he ever had, uh, lighter than he had been previously, and who was like, okay, he's got, he's dedicated to this type of game plan. And it, it have you seen any of the training for uh, the the videos that Ruiz has been letting out to the media? Uh,
0: not other, not other than the the one where he hit his trainer. Yeah. Okay. On accident. That was the only one. Okay. I saw. So like.
1: He's been doing, like, a bunch of, like, YouTube videos and stuff, like, being, like, guests, and he's, like, so, um, he, like, it's, it's all stuff, like, him buying cars, him eating an entire pie of pizza by himself, him being, like, ah, I have to go to the gym today, I really don't want to, like, that type of stuff, it's, like, oh, this is Roberto Duran versus Sugar Ray Leonard all over again, um, he, he got a bunch of money, guaranteed another big paycheck, and was, like, alright, I'm done. Like he, like, he was apparently supposed to be in the gym for this fight in July.
0: Oh, yeah, and they said he didn't go until, like... September. Yeah. yeah. So, like, okay.
1: Alright. This seems like the logical outcome. Um, and wh- while you could tell that Joshua was super nervous, like, even walking out, you could see it in his, like, body language, like, once he settled in... Like, he was even nervous in, like after, like, four or five rounds of him winning. It was, like, it, I don't think until he got to, like, the seventh round, the, the round he got knocked out in last time. he was like, oh, wait, I'm actually winning this thing.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing good. good.
1: I'm doing good. <laughs> and, like, he got uh, – and, and then and then, uh, Ruiz adapted a little bit. Um, and So Joshua was, you know, keeping him at bay with the jab, keeping him at bay with the jab, and then he would, like, when Ruiz would get too close, he would just grab him. Uh, Ruiz adapted figured out that he could dip one shoulder and come over the top with the right hand and he actually did tag um joshua in that seventh or eighth round really hard and had him buckle a little bit joshua adapted stopped going for the clinch um you know focus more on movement and, and uh you know it, it was a really dominant one-sided ass fight like 118 112 was my score i think um like, and that was being generous, because I'm not sure that Ruiz won two rounds in that fight.
0: Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I think I gave him one. I don't know if I gave him two. Yeah. Yeah, he he just kind of styled on him a little bit. Like, it was, uh, after about six or seven rounds in, I was like, alright, if Ruiz doesn't, uh, have a Hail Mary, this is, uh, this is pretty much over. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't look like this fight is going to go in any other direction than what it's going now.
1: I, that's the, and that's uh, the thing, like, Ruiz was talking before the fight about, like, oh, yeah, no one's ever seen me cut the ring off before, I'm, like, great at it. I'm like, why don't you do it? Like, if you're great, like, because Ruiz has always been, like, a come-forward-style fighter, but he doesn't throw a lot of volume. Like, Joshua sitting in the pocket with him is the only reason we saw him throw those punches. Um... Oh, it's also worth noting that Ruiz actually had a fight not too long prior to that. So, him, like, it was like a process of him getting back in the gym, like, almost immediately after a full fight camp, and then, like, you know, just keeping that momentum going. So, like, that probably kept his weight down. Probably kept him in, like, really good shape. Hmm. But, um, yeah, no, like, he could not cut the ring off for crap. Like, and, and that's, like, Joshua's performance was impressive be, in part because of, like, we it's stuff we've rarely ever seen him do. We saw him do a little bit, bit against Parker, but even then there was, like, excessive clinching in that fight. Um, and points where, like, Parker and uh, Joshua were just, like, crowding their punches trying to get in on one another. But, like, it, it's not like Joshua was unhittable. It's just that Ruiz didn't have the tools to do anything about it. Like, the, like, he was not jabbing. He was not cutting him off with his footwork. He was not, like... One of my favorite examples of this is er, um, Canelo versus Eris, Erislandi Lara. Lara was basically doing what Joshua was doing in the fight. Hmm. But Can, uh, Canelo realized, oh, I can't hit him to the head. So every time he circles out, whether it be to the right to the left, I'm going to hit him with a big swooping hook to the body nice simple wears you down over the course of 12 rounds takes a little bit out of your legs um now it, it's really simple but effective technique that like you know anybody can basically do if you are like a professional and we didn't even see that from ruiz until like way late in the fight like
0: and that could have paid off earlier considering like a lot of like, like Josh, I was impressed that Joshua was able to just move so much yeah, like
1: dude. like
0: that's a lot of movement and bouncing around and to not really like gas out <laughs> or get tired. Like he kept that pace up for pretty much all twelve rounds. Which like you look at just like the like way he's built, like dude's built like a superhero. Like you would think he'd just get tired after a while, but he A lot of sticking and moving. <laughs> a lot of movement just but it worked. Like I said, yeah, had he went to the body earlier, that could have opened up some headshots, but...
1: Or at least could have slowed Joshua down. But, like, no, like, he was content to just walk at him and try to goid Joshua into, like, a brawl.
0: Yeah, Joshua wasn't having none of that. <laughs> at the end, he tries to, like, do the whole Max Holloway point to the ground, yo, let's bang. And Joshua's like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, are, would you be interested in seeing a trilogy? Nah, uh, no. You good.
1: So, like, Ruiz has the proof to me that um, because this isn't even like the first fight where like Joshua won the first like three rounds and then hurt Ruiz and then Ruiz literally like 50 seconds later hurt Joshua. It was just like oh, it was one way traffic all the way through. Ruiz showed up out of shape and just like. Had no game plan whatsoever. He came to win the first fight again. He expected to get hit. He expected Joshua to brawl with him. And he did it. Like, and had no backup plan for when that didn't happen.
0: Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a rematch maybe down the road. But... For the sake of other fights that I want to see. <laughs> I'd like these two to move on from each other. And maybe depending on how... Their fights go separate from each other they could they can meet up at at some other time to for the for the rubber match but um yeah this, this I think had this been more competitive, I'd be cool with a trilogy, but it was so one-sided that it's like yeah, if if y'all are gonna fight again, we can do this later. Let y'all fight some other people first and y'all y'all can meet some other time. but um nah, great great win for Joshua um, th- a good bounce back performance like that that's the
1: type of stuff you want to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Considering how bad that first fight went for him and, like, after he got knocked out, you know, media's going crazy, fans are going crazy, calling you all kinds of names, saying you're washed, and blah, blah, blah. Like, we we know how the story goes. You lose, in, in combat sports, you lose one fight and suddenly everything you did prior to that fight doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you're just, like, the, the worst person on earth. You're the worst fighter that ever existed. And he, he bounced back from it. Um, He bounced back from it. That's exactly what you want to see. So, Props to Anthony Joshua uh, defeating Andy Ruiz. Um, hopefully, I'm I'm interested to see. I, I want to see Andy Ruiz's next fight to see now. It's like it's his it's his time to answer now? Exactly. So yeah, Joshua had his moment. Now it's we got to see Ruiz have his uh his Rocky moment. You got to go back to the gym. You got to start punching the meat in the freezer. Uh, <laughs> see see how you come out on the other side. Hey, I like
1: to see him fight Dylan White or um. Uh, what's his face? Uh, God, Dylan White, um, Pavetkin, like one of those dudes.
0: I'll say any, cause I didn't see the undercard. Any quick thoughts on the undercard before we move on?
1: Um, only fight I real I, I saw any of the, uh, was um Michael Hunter versus Povetkin. It's a fine fight. Um, nice little heavyweight scrap where the fight just became like. Uh, a more tired, gas version of, like, the first few rounds as they kept going on. Um, you know, Bavetkin still won the top, like, seven or eight heavyweights in the world. Gave Joshua all types of trouble when they fought, um, uh, Michael Hunter moving up from Cruiserweight, um, they fought to a draw, which was completely fair, um, it, it, it was a fine fight, um. I'm a little disappointed in Hunter. Not because, like... Pavekin isn't a good fighter. But, like... He's also, like, 40 years old. So, like, if it's a battle of, like, attrition... Like, you hope the younger fighter is able to even, like... Edge out the older fighter a little bit. But it didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it was a big step up in competition... From who he had fought previously, heavyweight. So I can't be too harsh on him. But, uh, yeah, it was a fine fight. Um, you know, both guys still... Keep their name out there at the upper echelon as a heavyweight, um, where there's no shortage of like fights to make. Um, so, yeah, good, good little scrap.
0: There we go. That was uh Reeves versus Joshua two. Um, and we'll we'll see the aftermath of that fight. Don't know what matches will be made afterwards, but you know, whenever they happen, we'll let you guys know, and we'll be sure to talk about them when they do. So, moving on. UFC, Washington D.C. Overeem versus Um I'm
1: so yeah. confused because they pronounced his name Rosenstruck before, like in his previous fights, and now it's Rosenstrike.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel like phonetically because a- yeah, there
1: there were a couple fights on this card where they did that. They did it for Yana Kunitskaya because I think we've we've been pronouncing it Kunitz. Kaya. and was it Anik was on the broadcast last night he was like it's Yana Kuniskaya
0: yeah I'm, all, yeah, I'm blaming Anik if it's a name mess up
1: <laughs> I, I feel bad cause like he tries but like did you read that article where he was like you know this is like my schedule is freaking ridiculous I have to remember like 700 names a month for this like for the for like commentary To have to remember everybody's I, I kind of feel bad for him Cause like with boss, with boxing, no one really cares. So that like, you just need to know like the top like two or three fighters um on the card names right. <laughs> and stories. But like with MMA, you have to know literally everybody, and you're doing it for like seven hours straight mm-hmm. with only like five minute breaks in between fights, if that.
0: Five a little hard. He's trying. I mean, I'll say, it, and I've said it before. Like he's, I don't mind him as much anymore. He doesn't bother me i I think it's because the commentary teams are switching around, so he doesn't stick out to me as much as he used to, so I just kind of don't mind him he's He's been like okay as of late, so i won't uh i'm I won't pick on him too much, but it's gonna be Rosentroop for the rest of the episode <laughs> um but man, yeah, um, of course, you know it's supposed to have been Walt Harris's night, but life is yeah we t- we talked about it but in the uh replacement Jarzinho Rosenstroop versus Alistair Overeem Oh, uh, this was a a reem fight like every overeem fight if you're an overeem fan even if you're not an overeem fan if you've watched overeem for long enough um especially during like his UFC tenure you just you spend the whole you're on edge the whole fight just kinda waiting like, oh, is he actually gonna win? Or is the moment of is the impending doom is it is it coming? And you just spend the whole fight just wait you hope he survives it. You hope the moment doesn't happen and it just Ah <laughs> just... <Ugh>! Um <laughs> God this fight hurt to watch, man. Um, like for all of Overeem's faults, um, there, there are a lot of things he does that I'm not a huge fan of. Like when he covers up to absorb a combination, like he kind of doesn't move. Like he he just like sits there and waits for the storm to be over and then he moves out the way. And I don't know, like little little things like that. He'll get caught with his back against the cage every now and again. Um, some of the takedowns in this fight I thought were really funny because he I think they mentioned it during the broadcast like you you could see those takedowns coming from like a mile away like he he literally like you know like how the bird when he's like about to flap his wings that, that first large flap like that the arms go all the way out yeah yeah like he did that <laughs> for his takedowns and I was like I feel like if this was against anybody else bro you would have gotten your clock cleaned um so little things like that, like, bother me about his performances. Because it's, it's always, like, those small kind of lapses is, is where, like, people capitalize. And next thing you know, he's asleep somewhere. But for all his faults, like, he's still, I think, a really, really well-rounded, like, heavyweight. He has really good striking. His knees in a clinch are devastating if he can get those going. Um, and as we saw in this fight, a, a part of his game that sometimes people forget because he, he strikes so much. He's a pretty competent grappler. Like, he can take you down. Um, I can't remember the stats, but he has a pretty good, decent amount of submission wins on his record. Um, so he's really, he's really well-rounded. And while the fight, I know for a lot of people probably wasn't the most exciting, to me I was kind of attributing this to like, kind of like Joshua's performance. Yeah, it might not be super electrifying, but he's doing exactly what he needs to do to the best of his abilities to win. I'm gonna get these takedowns. I'm gonna work the clinch a little bit. Um, he he, get, he managed to land a lot of nice. Um, he had some flush left hands that uh, he caught uh, Rosenstreich with. That surprisingly didn't really like knock him down or damage him. He just kind of ate him. But you know, Reem was he, he was being very economical. He was doing what he needed to do and tried his best to minimize his mistakes. Um, he did get caught with a few flurries from Rosenstroop to where Rosenstroop would get off like a two, three, four punch combination. Overeem would kind of just put his high guard up, just kind of wait till the storm was over, and then he would like circle out or get out of the way. But he would just cover up and just kind of eat it. Um, he had some nice body kicks going. He was doing decent. Like, he was on his way to winning maybe what wasn't the most eventful fight, but. I was like, all right, Reem, I see you. Like you're, you're doing what you need to do to get a get a win. You're fighting a dude who's a monster. He's on the rise. He's looking to take your head off, and you're doing what you can do to to the best to not get your head taken off until that last round, where uh, Rosenstruck, like 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 he leapt. Like did he jump off his feet? I felt like he his whole body just he put everything he had into that punch. Like. He reached as far as he could, yeah. <laughs> just blasted over. That was Rain.
1: some Deontay Wilder leave my feet type shit,
0: right? <laughs> like he, that was like a Super Smash Bros. like, like final move or like something. Like if that
1: if that punch I came in the first round, it probably would not have landed. Overeem <laughs> probably would have had the energy and the like, uh, the ability to the, you know slip it, get out the way, whatever. But um. Yeah, no, that was oof. Yeah. It, it destroyed his face, though. That
0: was the that was what was really most like alarming to me. Is like, like of course during the course of a fight, like you're gonna take some shots. You you get jabbed and hit a few, you know, a few spots here and there. But it wasn't like Overeem was. He covered up for a lot of those strikes, and I'm sure some of them got through. But it wasn't like one of those fights where, like, you know, like like Lawler and Rory, where, like, dudes are just, the whole fight, they're just both just getting torn apart. It wasn't like that. So it was just crazy to me that in one punch, if you would have looked at Overeem's uh, face, you would have thought that that was, like, accumulation from damage over the course of, like, the entire fight. Like, no, nah, like, one punch did that. One leaping, jumping, <laughs> like, video game final move punch catches Overeem, rips like half of his lip off like literally a, a, a port like a quarter of his lip is just gone somewhere i don't know where it's in the ethos it's it flew in a crap i don't know where it's at he got a part of his lip he ain't never gonna get back Or i don't know it's gone it's, it's out of here and uh yeah of course Overeem collapses his face is just a bloody mess but the worst part is he literally only had four seconds left in that round. And the ending kind of sucked because he gets caught with this right hand. Obviously, he's hurt, but he he gets right back up. Rosenstruop doesn't go for like a follow through. He just assumes that it's over. So he starts to like walk off. It's and really the perfect strategy if you think about it. <laughs> and it's like if cause I think that was Murky, Murky, the auto, right? Uh,
1: what's it? Let me see. Yeah, it was a
0: Who had a very interesting uh, night. Night, yeah, and we'll, we'll get to him in like two more fights. <laughs> but if he lets that, if he lets the clock run out for the four more seconds, because Rosenstreich, like I said, was not going for a follow up, and he at that point he hadn't waved the fight off. He could have let that run out for four more seconds, and most likely Reem probably takes the decision. But they end up waving the fight. Uh, after Reem gets up, and we got what we got, and this, R- R- Overeem has a lot of unfortunate losses. This might be, this might be like top two. Like when you look back at his career of like fights that he should have gotten back, like fights that should have went the other way, this is gonna be one of the top ones. You look like man, you you should have had this, and
1: the Bigfoot fight the travis brown fight um mm-hmm. what was another classic ream the Stipe fight
0: yeah like he's had, he's had a lot of them man and like this was like a really important fight for him because he it's you win this against rosenstruik and you you're probably not far from getting a second crack at the title you you can try to make a case. I mean, know?
1: like, it, if we're being real, who like, it's like Engano and, like, that's it. And maybe Curtis Blades yeah. were perpetually entitled contention, but right now it's, 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 it's wide open. Um, yeah. it, it does suck. Like, re, like, Reem is a bad defensive fighter and he got away with it for the longest time in kickboxing because, like, you know, you got the big gloves, you had the big-ass muscles full of, horse meat, horse testosterone, whatever, um, you know, that were covering his chin. Came back to MMA, realized that the small gloves and the drug testing uh, were not conducive to, like, um, you know, good defense. Uh, Like, he's so good. That's the thing that sucks about Ream. Like, he's actually really good. Like, he is arguably, like, the most, like, he's
0: I, he's probably the most physically talented. He's the,
1: he's the most like if we're going based on skill, I think he's the yeah. I think he's the second most skilled heavyweight ever in terms of just like the variety of things he can do. He can wrestle, he can grapple on the ground, he can submit people. He is a world class kickboxer, um, but the deficiencies in his style just leave these holes, and like it. It's, like, a discipline thing, too, because, like, he just has these laps of judgment. Like, you're in the last minute of a a fight, you're, you might be winning, and you're still in here, like, exchanging with this dude who, like, is, it's hard as shit, Um, and, like, like I was watching the fight before we started and like with twenty seconds left he just like sits down on his feet as opposed to like getting on his bicycle. Or even just trying to tie up with the guy and try to stall out the clock. Like those are things you could do that, you know, avoid this type of situation. Um, and like these are things like he du like he did it against Bigfoot where he gassed himself out trying to be Muhammad Ali. <laughs> or against, like, Travis Brown, where it was pretty clear that Travis was just not going to go down if he blitzed him, and he did it anyway, and then ended up gassing getting knocked out. Like, he's a really poor decision-maker. And it, it cost him because he—well, I, 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 I've never been in the club that Reem has, like, a glass chin— It's just he makes bad decisions and ends up in positions where he just gets hit flush. Like, the punch that knocked him out against Stipe, or knocked him down against like, that would have knocked down anybody. The the, the punch that Rosenstruck made him eat here, that exploded his lip, would have put down anybody. But he puts himself in these positions where, like, what like? What do you expect?
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> if there was a stat for like fatal mistakes, he'd be like number one like all time. Like when he makes a mistake in a fight, it costs him every single mm-hmm. time. Like he can't rebound from the mistakes he makes. Like they're too. Like I said, he, the holes that he has in his game, they are gaping like craters. <laughs> like. <laughs> If you can take advantage just one time, that's literally all you need.
1: They're like craters in ways that, like, if they existed in other divisions, they wouldn't matter. Because, you know, guys hit less hard. But this is heavyweight. And guys are tough and hit hard. And that's literally the characteristic of, like, 90% of the heavyweights on the UFC roster.
0: Man. Oh, man. But... I got to give props to Um
1: oh, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because he hung in there for a while. He hung in there. He didn't fight. stop
1: coming forward. Um, you know, he got taken down a bunch, uh, put on his butt. Um, but, you know, he, he persevered.
0: And it's scary that going into the fifth round, after he had been taken down a bunch, probably pretty tired, he still managed to generate that much power, like literally in the closing seconds of the fight. Um, and that's, you know, biggest name on his resume probably to date. Up up there with Arlowski, he's got two 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 legends on his resume. One of which he knocked out cold and uh, made him a uh, face plant. The other one, he ripped half his face off. Yeah,
1: on. you see that scar that Kareem has on his, like, glove side of his face? Like, underneath his eye? That thing's going to be huge now.
0: God. This is almost one of those like, dude, can you come back and fight after this? Like, like bro, he ripped your face like, you literally like ripped your face off. God, um, yeah. Props to Rosenstruth. He went and called out, uh, called out Ngannou afterwards. That is gonna be that is gonna be a terrible
1: ass fight. Like, I'm sorry. Like,
0: you think you think we get Ingunu Lewis all over? I mean, yeah,
1: because. Um, strikes a counterpuncher. Brent Stigano's still a counterpuncher. Both have shown in the past that they're willing to just kind of stare at their opponent until something happens. So, um, yeah. I I can see that going bad. Real bad. Hopefully it's not a (laughs) five-rounder. That's the other thing. Reed needs to stop taking these five-round fights.
0: (laughs) Yeah, see, if that was three rounds. He would have won. <laughs> he would have won. <laughs> he would have pissed a shutout. He would have had an easy 30-27. That would have been easy money. Five rounds, like,
1: man. He, he hasn't been in too many of them now, I think about it. Like, you know, the one with um, Stipe, uh Olenek, and this. But, like. This was not the fight where if Reem wasn't going to come out here to knock, um, to knock Rosenstri- Rosenstrike out or to put him on the ground and try to submit him, like this was not the fight to be like, okay, I'll take the five rounder because he's just gonna gas.
0: Ah, yeah. oh, boy. Reem did a lot of things right and some things wrong, and the wrong things just, yeah. But uh props to Rosenstruot. One of the deadliest finishes you'll probably ever see. Um Yeah. That man got some uh got some ungodly power that man possesses. Um so that was Rosenstruck, got the KO or TKO, whatever you want to call it, literally at the end of the fifth round, with four seconds left remaining. And uh probably sets himself up for a pretty big fight. Moving on, co main event. Cynthia Calvillo, who came in, what, four pounds overweight? Yep. I think. Like, something, something like, like four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Calvillo versus Marina Rodriguez. Um, despite the whole weight debacle, I was still really looking forward to the fight. Um, Marina Rodriguez and the UFC has been pretty fun to watch for this kind of like brief time she's been here. Um, I actually didn't. Hold on. Was this the fight? Cause there were two draws on this. Just, spoiler alert, it's ended in a draw. <laughs> um I can't remember if this was what was the other fight that ended with a draw? One of the draws I didn't have a problem with, and the other one I was like, yeah. Hey, Song
1: Yadong versus um Cody Stamen. Stamen. I was fine with both of them. C B H. Uh I cannot
0: remember. Oh, you know what? You know what? No. This this was the one I was okay with. I don't think I hated the Yadong one. I felt like that one you could have picked a winner, I guess. <laughs> this one I could see the draw because that um, that third round for Cavillo was so. Uh, that was a big round. That was. Yeah, that was, that was a huge round. Um, but I I I kind of got what I expected from this fight, even though I, I didn't think Cavillo was going like go super ham in <laughs> that last round. But um, boy, Rodriguez, man, she she is a. She is fun to watch when the hands and feet and knees and elbows get get to working. Um, I I love fighters who take like opportune moments to to punish people. Um, like any time they got clo- close and clinched, she's clinching and a knee is coming. You're, you're catching a knee, you're catching an elbow, um, and it's not like a little pitter-patter strike. Like I'm trying to kill you, <laughs> trying to get you out of here. She need Calvillo a crazy number of times.
1: Dragged um, her head into her knee, like.
0: Yes, <laughs> like.
1: Uh, she so, is just a freaking monster when she gets her hands on you like that.
0: Yeah, like she she is not trying to like win a decision. Like I'm trying to take you out. Um. Yeah, she need Calvillo a ton of times in the clinch, dragging her head down, just blasting her with knees. Um, caught her with a couple of nice elbows that thunder when she would work those into her combinations. Um, had the front kick going. Um, like she really one of those fighters that like when she strikes, she's firing on all cylinders. It is not just a simple jab or one two. Like she's hitting it, it with. It's everything. like watching
1: like some. It, it's like watching a snowball. It's the snowball fence. It's like she gets going downhill quick.
0: Yeah. The, the situation escalates <laughs> it goes from it goes from zero to sixty in a second like but props to Galvillo, man because she really she had to weather some some bad moments like Galvao striking has gotten better but obviously it's not it ain't it ain't on Rodriguez level like you yeah that's not somebody you really just want to stand and trade yeah with.
1: but but um, the grappling yeah yeah no uh Rodriguez not so great on the ground she did early on she when she got taken down she did a good job of getting back to her feet but in that third round like Calvillo was just dead set on keeping her on the ground and refused to let her up and beat the crap out of her from uh, on the ground mm-hmm. like it's and you managed to get that 10-8 round to get the fight to a draw yeah
0: and like she <laughs> what was crazy about that third round when she took when Calvillo took her down i think i actually counted From the time she got the takedown, she controlled Rodriguez up until, like, the last 44 seconds of the fight. Like, she literally had control for, like, a solid three and a half minutes. And she was landing ground and pound from, like, every position she was in. She was either on the back. At one point, she got full mount. She had, like, half guard. No matter where she was or what position she was in, she was beating uh, Rodriguez up. Um, And maybe even at one point during, like, that last, Ground and pound flurry. I don't want to say she was close to a stoppage, but she landed like four or five really hard shots in a row, and I was like, "Oh, I hope, hope Rodriguez ain't like, <laughs> I hope she's not about to go out." But she ended up getting up with like 40 seconds left. But um, yeah, this was like a classic striker versus grappler, and I guess they canceled each other <laughs> out. <laughs> we got it. We got a draw. Um, it was an awesome fight, man. Despite the whole weight thing, um. Two fighters I really do enjoy watching. Marina Rodriguez is so fun to watch, man. She is amazing to watch. Um, Would you like to see them run this back, or should they go their separate ways?
1: Uh, um, Well, let me take a quick look at the uh, rankings real quick. Because... This wasn't a fight where I was like, oh, um, you know winner uh gets a title shot it was more like winner gets somebody in the top 10 um i say both already had uh well not both um i should say well no tisha torres was in the top 10 so yeah um i mean i i, I don't see why they can't run it back they're still like nine and ten right next to each other um what's Claudia Godella doing
0: Say she has a fight lined up. I could be wrong. I feel like she does.
1: Like I remember, she had that really disappointing fight with Renda Marcos, but I don't remember her getting anything announced after that. Uh, she was supposed to fight Marina Rodriguez on this card. Oh yeah.
0: yeah All right. Yeah.
1: So she rushed her, Yeah. I say run it back. Why not? Um. You know, answer off is taking the year off. You and the fighting for a title? Tatiana Suarez is on the shelf. I, Lord knows what's happening with, um... Rose Namajunas. Um Like, and neither one of them really earned that fight, to be honest. Uh, didn't Jessica and Josh get a fight announced? Hmm. That's, uh, no, no, she, she called out Michelle Waterson. I mean, if neither one of them are going to fight... If they're not going to fight each other, Michelle Waterson would be a nice little, um... Uh for it would be a nice opponent for either one. Um yeah, so like I, I don't I, I don't see why you can't run it back. I think it was a fun it was a fun ass fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is not. yet yeah, I don't think anybody complains if we get a if we get a rematch. But uh no nah, awesome fight for both. Hopefully next time Calvillo can uh get the weight uh situation handled. But no, nah, great, great performance from both, man. You, uh, if you're a fan of either, you you left that fight happy. Oh, well, maybe not for Calvillo because of the weight, but every everything else, <laughs> you left happy. Um, but no, nah, that was a fire co-main event. Really enjoyed that fight. Um, moving on. Uh, oof. Talk about uh, continuing the theme of unfortunate events. Ben Rothwell versus Stephen Struve. What a shit show. <laughs> this was uh heavyweight MMA man and Dan Murgliata. Um mm. I like Struve man. I've I've always been a Struve fan. Now I was hurt because I was ready to have my 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 jokingly uh Struve uh better than Stipe Post. I was ready to have him on the fly. If Struve would have won. I was ready to throw some jokes out there, but my moment was uh it never got to happen. Because Ben Rothwell and nut kicks. Uh, God, this fight was <laughs> this, this was like the debacle of debacles. Um, I'll let you head this one off. How 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 did you uh <laughs> how do you observe this fight? Um.
1: So Ben Rothwell uh kicked Stefan Struve in the nuts in the first round. Um, Struve was had on the ground, writhing in pain. They had to get the doctor to check on him. He took the whole five minutes, but decided, you know what? Um, well, no, no, no. He did not decide. the uh, The DC crowd was booing him while he was on the ground, and any time he made a move to get up, they ch- started cheering, which is trash. Yeah.
0: Keep 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 it classy, DC. Um.
1: But uh, you know, he he went forward with the fight. He was having a little bit of success. Um, but you could tell like he was struggling. Um then the second round rolls the second round rolls around and Ben Rothwell proceeds to kick Stefan Struve in the balls again. Um and Dan Mergliata th- this is towards the end of the round. Uh Dan Mergliata goes to Stefan Struve, who is again On the ground, grabbing his groin in pain. And says, there's only a minute and 30 seconds left in the round. And to be honest, you're winning both of them. At which point he (laughs) covers his microphone. He covers his microphone because he realizes what he just said. (laughs) And talks Stefan Struve into continuing with the fight. Despite the fact that he is an obvious... Obvious pain. He, d- he does take a point from Ben Rothwell. But it doesn't end up mattering because when they restart the fight. Uh, Stephen Struve hurts his leg on a check kick. And Ben Rothwell corners him against the cage and proceeds to knock him out. Like, Dan like He should be brought before the... Whatever, say, Athletic Commission... And just screamed that for like 15 minutes, cause that was garbage. I'm
0: I'm, I'm all for keeping it real, but like, bro, we you can't you can't say save that. that. You can't say that. Like, <laughs> like it'd be one thing if that was Strews Cornerman, and even that still probably would have been in bad taste. But it's like your Cornerman, so all right, whatever, coach, whatever. But like, bro, you're the ref. It's not like you have or you shouldn't have a vested interest in who wins this fight or if the fight continues. That's not... That ain't your job. That's not what you're here for. You're supposed to be protecting this man. I mean... You can let him know his options. Like, I get that part of it. Like, you... There was another way to say what he said, but it was just the the way in which he said it, 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 it. It came off like, I'm trying to convince you to keep going. But you... There was another way to say, like, listen, you you know, you could have just explained it like, hey, you can either, you know, if you don't, if you can't continue, it's a, well, I don't know if it would have been a DQ or no contest. I don't know what, what they would have did at the time, but, you know, if you don't continue, it, it'll be a no contest, or if you do continue, you know, so on and so forth. It was just, yeah, like the way he said it just, yeah, you can't, you can't say that, bro. That's, that's not a good, that's not a good look. And I felt terrible for Struve because, for one, he was having a pretty—he was having a pretty decent fight. Like, he had a lot of good, uh, good leg kicks going. Good, very kick-heavy offense. Good leg kicks, good body kicks. Um, he jabbed a little bit. Wish he'd have jabbed a little more, but that's that's Stephan Struve's like entire career. But, like, he, he had a, he had some good things going offensively. And actually, like right before that first nut shot, he caught Rothwell with a pretty good head kick. Um, so he was putting things together, the pretty, pretty decent in there, and it's like he's having a a pretty solid fight, and then this happens, and it's just, I felt terrible for Struve because I felt like it was kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's like, obviously if you're a fighter, like, you, you come to win, I don't want to draw, I don't want to no contest, trying to get this W, but in his situation, it's like, you either don't continue, and probably no contest so you don't win or if you do continue and you keep fighting obviously you're compromised now so it's like pick your poison um and like i get it like he probably wants to go it's like i'm i'm trying to really want to get this win but it's like at what cost and now it's the fight probably should have been stopped after that second nut kick I don't really know what the doctor was saying. I didn't really hear him a whole lot. I just kind of heard Mergliata. Um, I don't know. They 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 maybe probably should have just stopped this. Like, we could have just stopped this fight and ran this back on another card. Instead of now the fight continues. Struve is obviously compromised. And then, you know, insult the injury just the way the fight ended, you know. Obviously, I mean, good on Rothwell. He checked the leg kick and you know he did what he needed to do to get the finish but the situation as a whole just the optics doesn't look good like it just it doesn't look good at all that'll be like you look at work, and it's like yeah we kind of got to put an asterisk on that one because that was now that was, that was shenanigans like pure shenanigans um he said anything about like protesting this win uh, i haven't seen anything I don't know if he can no, but. I
1: haven't seen anything for If Um I could check real quick. It's just this isn't the only heavyweight fight this weekend that ended up with some dude getting hit in the nuts a lot in the fight. Um you know. We should also note this is stuff is true of coming out of retirement for this fight.
0: Yeah. Boy. Um Yeah. <laughs> Life.
1: Um, but yeah, no I don't see anything. Um I was gonna say um, remember uh what's his name? I'm garbage at uh well he's not Russian, he's fellow Russian. Um so do you remember Andrei Garish Garasim uh Garasimchuk? Garisim, uh, Andrei Gerasimchuk. He is the last man to have beaten Rico Verhoeven. Uh, After Rico Verhoeven won the heavyweight title in glory, he went to China and proceeded to get beat by this Belarusian man in Kanun fight. Um, He came back from China and, you know, won a bunch of fights in a row or whatever. But, um, yeah, he's the last man to beat Rico Verhoeven. Uh, Glory's been trying to get him to come fight for them for years now. Uh, He finally got around to coming. And he ended up getting knees in the balls by Bruno Chavez from Brazil, uh, one minute into the fight, um, and it was ruled a no contest, and he is probably never coming back. Uh, so you know, just a little fun uh, fact for you guys about this past weekend and why I said heavyweight has been has had an odd weekend? Um, but you know, beside the point, Ben Rothwell tko seven uh 457 mark of the second round tragic
0: yeah uh, well yeah it, it it is what it is i guess J- justice was true <laughs> i don't know man i don't know that that is the suit that's I would not have been mad if like we would have found out like 5 minutes later he just went in the back and like went on like a rampage. <laughs> just like just just tore everything apart cuz that's that is the absolute worst way to lose mm-hmm.
1: fight. But um so
0: to yeah.
1: so a little bit more uplifting. Well, I don't even know if it's uplifting. But it definitely was absolutely effing nuts. Um Aspen lad uh knocks just yeah stops yana kuniskaya in the third round uh 30 seconds 30 something seconds in um do you want should we talk about the first round rounds of this fight first or should we just go to the craziness
0: um well you know what no the first couple rounds I got some notes worth a mention because <laughs> that, that you know for a second i thought Lav was gonna lose this fight because that moment in the first and obviously like I think the the biggest, well, you know, I was going to say the biggest difference in the fight was uh, last grappling, but she ended up knocking her (laughs) out, but um, that moment where Lad uh, had Kuniskaya down, and she starts uh, her whole ground and pound, and she's, like, screaming, like, literally, because that was in the first round, I think, right? She was like the whole ground and pound while she's like barking at. Kuniskaya. Yeah, I believe that was
1: like, in the first <laughs> round, uh, just straight up DMX style, barking as she is pounding on Kuniskaya from you know her back. Um and It's just like she seems legitimately angry.
0: I thought she was gonna lose because like, oh, you're doing too much. I I could feel that she was about to lose position. Cause I was watching, like, what did she? Do? <laughs> Why are you so mad? <laughs> like, did she say something to you while y'all were down there? Like, you are irrationally, you are irrationally angry right now. But uh, y'all in a reverse position, but it wasn't really, didn't really mean anything. Um, second round, I'm trying to remember what that. You know what? I felt like the second round to me was a premonition to the knockout because. Aspen Ladd in the second round kind of almost did the same thing she did in the third. She came right out the gate, like, swinging. She didn't waste any time. No touch gloves, like, as soon as she just plowed forward. So I thought Kuniskaya would have been a little more wary or maybe ready or just... I don't know. But I guess she wasn't. The smoke came and her detector wasn't on. She caught caught all the smoke.
1: Dude, Um, like... Her coach, who, um, I know you're talking about how they have, like, the weird ass relationship. Because, like, you know, he's been her coach since she was, like, 13, and they also started dating when she was, like, 19. He's, like, 30 something.
0: Yeah, see, uh, what's his name? Is that the B-Bucho?
1: Bucho? Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's, um, that was Cynthia Cavillas' coach. The, uh, oh,
0: good. God, what's his name? Um, I saw
1: people yelling at some coach on this card. I can't remember It I was, was Justin Bokolts, because see, Justin Bokolts is weird dude, weird dude, not good. But um, yeah, and like so they have like a very weird relationship. So he starts like screep like not not screaming at her, but like he's trying to motivate her in the corner, and he's just, he's not giving her technical advice. He's just screaming, "Go fucking get her! Kill her! Beat her in the face! Punch her in the face!" <laughs> and he's doing it like, like fifty times in a row, to the point where like DC and Paul Felder have to comment on it, which we because we didn't see it, we didn't see it until um I didn't see it until they posted it on you uh, on Twitter, the UFC account. Um, but like some of the people from press row were like tweeting about it. And then 30 seconds later, Aspen Lad just decks the shit out of Yana Kuniskaya, <laughs> charges at her, like, st- like straight up, like, runs at her, and hits her with a left hook that puts her down, and she proceeds to get on top and beat the crap out of her, until the ref is like, no, you're done. Yeah. What is?
0: Was it me, or did Kuniskaya not have like enough? I felt like she was really like content.
1: She like, only has one gear.
0: Yeah, there was no. The, I didn't really sense a lot of urgency. Like, if they stood and and traded, Kuniskaya had some moments where she was doing really. She was doing pretty good on the feet. And then she would clinch against the cage and be really content to just kind of just sit there, land some knees, or, you know. But there was no, like, second gear. Like, it was just kind of, she was really streamlined. Just really just...
1: Yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, like, she was... I and mean, here's the thing, like, Aspen Lad, the only place that she was going to beat Queen Sky heading into this fight, at least in most of our minds, was if she got into the clinch and took her down. Because she's not a great, like, she doesn't have a shot. She doesn't have a great shot. Um, she, man, I think she got one off here, like a, 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 a double leg. But she doesn't have, like, a great double leg takedown. She doesn't have, like, a single leg game. She's very much a clinch wrestler. Um, Kuna Sky did a great job of, like, neutralizing the half points. Like, Kuna herself is really strong, really big for the division. Um, Was able to push LAD into the cage. But she never broke. Like... She was just content to sit along the cage, pushing Lad, um into the cage, but not actually doing much with it. You know, other than some, like, small knees to the thighs or to the stomach. Like, and never even, like, really hard stuff. Um, Aspen Light, on the other hand, like, you can tell, like, also, to a degree, only has one gear. But that gear is basically the same gear that she ended the fight on, which is... I'm just going to do my hardest and see what happens. Um, you know, and she got a couple takedowns, and like we said in that first round, she beat the crap out of Kudaskaya from while barking at her, which was something. Um, but, like, that, that is just not... The striking is better, but it's not good. Like, she... She has Misa Serkinov syndrome, where, like, she has that metal rod in her back on her, when she punches. And it makes all her punches, like, awkward and loopy. And it's really weird. And, and, like, they look telegraphed. You know what they look like? They look like they're moving through water. <laughs> and, like, it's not, like... It, it won her the fight here, but, like, just charging forward and bull rushing people only works... When you're Ronda Rousey and you have like an athletic grappling game. And while that is a physical presence, I wouldn't call her like a quick twitch athlete. All right. So, yeah, you know, she's going to run into problems with women who can tag her while she's closing the distance, like she did against Jermaine Duran to me. Um, like she kind of did against Sajara Eubanks. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm really hoping her striking comes around, or she like get like something improves like with her wrestling because she is very talented when she's on top, and like she is,
0: yeah she's violent she's, she's violent, violent. <laughs> she,
1: she can hit yeah. pretty damn hard apparently. Um, she is a very good topside grappler, um, but like the the components aren't there. It's like Cynthia Cavia, like. You like you see the areas in which they shine and they look like a superstar, but the ways in which they get to the they the ways in which they get to those areas of the fight are just not available to them against higher levels of competition because they're so deficient at other areas of the game.
0: Yeah, still, still some 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 fine tuning to be done. I uh, I respect the attitude. Uh, oh hell yeah, like. That's a that's like she, a, was, she was she part the of the game that's
1: you, the thing like in her corner was like, no, you're losing, you have to go out and knock her out in the first minute of the fight, or you lose i
0: hey. yeah, i i respect I respect that dog in no no pun intended the bar <laughs> but... <laughs> I respect it, it was... man like that that'cause that's a part of fighting like you not i mean not not everybody has that some 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 people can be like kind of chill and I ain't going to say lackadaisical, but you don't have to be that to, like, win, but, you know, for some fighters, like, that works. Like, you, you just got to have that that extra, that that le- that would lead me to believe that she would be somebody, kind of like in this fight, well, even if the coach has put it in her head, that if she thinks that she's losing, then, all right, I, I got to claw my way back in this. And I I love to see that. So, yeah, I, I respect it. I respect it. Keep, keep that energy. You know, just just gotta fine tune fine tune the skills a little bit. But uh we'll see. Still a solid win. Uh a nice nice violent win. So I appreciated it. So shout outs to Aspen Lad. Uh TKO Dionakudnesskaya. And uh, round three. Moving on. Cody Stamen versus Yadong Song at Bantamweight. Um another fight on this card. I was really looking forward to all hell Bantamweight so many great fighters in this division, um, and we got
1: two really good, uh, bandway fights to open up the main card here,
0: yeah, yeah, I appreciated the, the ordering of this fight, they got the, we got to the smoke real early <laughs> in this main card, um, no, this, this is, this is a fun one, um, kind of as expected, uh, Song Dong on the feet, he's gonna lay hands, um, he he's 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 gonna get his strikes off, able to to catch Stamen with a lot a lot of good shots. Um, the grappling I was interested to see how that was going to play out. I was actually really impressed that um, especially I felt like in the earlier half of the fight, um, Stamen would get and Stamen got he he landed some some really nice takedowns. Um, some of the, like angles and stuff he was cutting at to get takedowns I thought were really really beautiful. But I was really surprised at how, um, a few situations where, uh, Yodong was either able to like sweep and get himself back in position or just find his way back to his feet. Cause a lot of the takedowns I thought from Seaman were really good and he was still finding ways to, to get himself out of bad spots up until, um, I like the takedown started happening more towards like the second half of the fight. Um, but it, it was a good back and forth scrap. Um, I felt like Yadong in terms of I'd have to see the stats, but I'm I'm probably gonna say Yadong landed more of the strikes and probably the harder hits, but Stamen's grappling maybe gave him a lot of control. Um, so maybe that's kind of why we got a draw. Um, I'm not enraged <laughs> at the draw, I guess. Um, I didn't think it was as close as the Calvillo. Uh, Rodriguez fight was. Oh, you you know what though? You know no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not mad at the drawing this because I forgot. Uh, Yadong had the illegal knee. Yeah. Yeah, that cost him. Okay, no. Yeah, never mind. The the, the draw was fine. That was literally. Yeah, because I think I actually did actually go back and score the fight because I gave um I gave Yadong the first two rounds, even though I thought the second was really close. But Stamen. Landed a lot of takedowns, but didn't really do a ton of damage. And Yadong ended up uh, ending the second round on top for about the last probably ten to fifteen seconds. So I edged him the second round, and stamen had a really good third round, so I gave him the third, which would have came to a twenty-eight. I can't do math. 28-28.
1: Yeah, like I see a lot of people so, yeah. like I re- like they're like, oh, this was like a terrible decision. And it's just like no. So Dong won the first. Yeah, Dong won the first two rounds of the fight. Yeah, like, like I don't know if it was D, like DC fucking have, like a fucking math breakdown on uh, <laughs> on this. He's like, uh, how how did they give Dong the first round? Where like, do do like, do you not remember how Dong got that fucking illegal knee? Where he had Chloe Stamen in a deep ass guillotine to the point where Chloe Stamen gave up on the double leg like he was shooting.
0: Right. <laughs> Your dog was all the way down on that guillotine. Yeah,
1: too. and then he ends the round on top, landing that big elbow right across Stamen's face. Like, and y'all yeah, want to give him a, the round because he got two takedowns? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, this,
0: uh, yeah, because, like, he was, like, uh, yeah, DC was like, "Oh, all Stamen needs to do is win one round, win one round, and he wins the fight." And I'm That's like, not how math works. <laughs> yeah, hold up, like, am I missing something? <laughs> Did he lose two points? Like, yeah, that was weird. It
1: was, oh, that yeah, was weird. It was, yeah, no, it was the decision was fine. The fight was fun. It was a fun fight. Um, you know, the Adong got the better Stamen on the feet. Um, was able to reverse positions in the first two rounds when Stamen managed to get him down. Showed like he showed some not great takedown defense, but showed a really good um, you know bounce back. Uh, when he when his hips would hit the ground, he would they'd be able to hit get to an angle, get back up pretty effectively. Uh, Stamen was able to get that third round, was able to get him down um, and keep him there. Uh, was this the, no, I'm thinking of a fine fight. I'm thinking a fine fight. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good fight. Really good fight. Really fun fight. Um, it it sucks because that knee that Yudong landed, I believe Stamen only had one leg down, one knee down. Um, he had the other leg like sprawled out, so he was technically on his feet. Um, that should be legal. I'm sorry. Like unless you are down down, it should be freaking legal. Rules. rules are stupid, as we learned, because yeah. you don't have to follow them to win fights.
0: Yeah. But it is what it is. We got the rules we got, so <laughs> we gotta live with them, I guess. But, um, no, good, great, great fight. Oh my god, I'm scrolling through Twitter and that Overeem lip. Let me get off of here. <laughs> I don't want to see that, but uh, no, great, great fight from both, man. Great fight from both dog continues to impress to be only what like twenty one. Kids man. Really no, that.
1: no. Gotta... So you know, I, like I think we talked about this before. Song Your is like twenty five. Really? Like he's been claiming he's been twenty for like five years
0: now. I don't remember
1: because Song Yadong fought back in Ruff, and Ruff hasn't existed <laughs> since like twenty fourteen. So unless he was fighting <laughs> when he was. 14 years old, which I guess is entirely possible. Wait, no, let's see, let's see. Uh, WFL. yeah, rough was 20, he was playing in rough as early as 2013, so that's like six years ago. So, he was fighting as a 16 year old, which is possible, it's not insane, but he was claiming he was 20 back then, too. So, he either lied back then or he's lying now, and I don't know which one it is, and it makes me angry. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> don't oh, the, the uh the allegedly young kid. <laughs> I mean
1: don't get me wrong, he's pro- he's no further than in his mid twenties, but
0: Yeah. We just we just don't know. He might be closer to uh, to thirty than we think. But no, nah, he he's really good man. He he's I, I I I'm interested to see like what his ceiling is. Um But we'll see now. Great great fight from uh Stamen and uh Sangyidong, uh ended in a majority draw. And the last fight on the main card, uh, kicked it off with Rob Font versus Ricky Simone. Smoke. Smoke. (laughs) Smoke. (laughs) There was so much smoke in this fight. Just a lot of, man. I thought, there were a couple moments in this fight where I thought Rob Font was going to uppercut that man's head off. But, uh, Ricky Simone has a pretty, uh, pretty good chin. He, 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 He took him on the chin pretty well. But, um i mean i just i love watching Font's boxing like he he can really put together some really good combinations i love the use of the the uppercut splitting simone's guard he caught him like rushing in a couple times and he would throw it um there was a run around when I'm pretty sure that was his fight he he was landing some really good body shots but simone with the grappling man he ate some shots ate some to, to take some but um able to get font down had that nice uh high crotch slam that he had i can't remember if that was in the first or the second um kind of his way to like kind of even out the fight um and i want to say in out of the third round where well, he was actually hanging with font on the feet he he had some he, he caught font with a with a couple of nice shots on the feet but font was ripping some really good body shots just his boxing is really 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 fun to watch um I think Simone probably had too little, too late. Um, I thought this was a really close fight, but I think Font just did so much work with his hands early. And I remember Simone having a pretty strong second half of the fight in like that third round, but kind of just a little too, little too. Like he was right there, man. He was really close, but, you know, when you get uppercutted and jabbed and hooked that many times, it's kind of kind of hard to to get the comeback going, but no, nah, it was, was an awesome fight, this, this is how you kick off a card, definitely how you kick off a card.
1: Yeah, um, friggin', Rob, like, offensively, uh, I think the dude's name is Greg Rebello, Rebello, um, he's the, uh, the boxing coach of Rob Font, or the, the I think he's the head coach of Rob Font, and, um, calvin cater and up-and-coming ufc fighter randy costa and i really like the way he puts together their boxing games um just like th- defensively there's like so, there's a lot of work to be done but like offensively when they get their jabs going they are just able to like they, they they feel like natural punchers which is something we don't get a lot of in mma like they're like there's a lot of rope punching there's a lot of guys who feel like you know you can tell they came to they came to fighting late in life because they don't have that natural flow you have that, like when you start when you're a kid. It's like if you tried to teach somebody to dribble basketball when they're 25 versus when they're five. Yeah, it, it, it's noticeable. Um, but like guy like Rob Font and um, Calvin Cater, they 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 just like there's just a natural fluidity to the way they throw and it leads to, like, some beautiful combination work. Um, props to Ricky Simone. He he took basically every jab Rob Font threw his way. Um, got a couple of big takedowns. Um, was not able to do much with either any of them. But he did manage to hurt Rob Font once to the body with the mean left hook. Um, like a really nasty one, um, that really shook him. But, uh, he, he got, yeah, Font recovered, um, you know, came back out, did his thing in the third round. Like, he was, um, S- Simone does not move his head off the center line, like, at all, no matter what punch he throws. And the only real thing he does to, like, defend himself is, like, to change levels. And Font was just like, okay, I'm just going to hit you with this, w- like, this massive winging uppercut every time you try. And it landed a bunch of times. I'm, like, I'm, like, uh Faber must have hit Simone really freaking hard to knock him out,
0: right? Because <laughs> those uppercuts were landing flush; like he was catching them pretty much every time he threw it. Yeah, he just he just ate it.
1: Yeah, that was great. That was a fantastic fight. Um, props to to Rob Font. Um, that was I'm gonna that's the best performance of his UFC career that I can remember that far. Um, uh, let me just. Uh, maybe maybe the nah no nah, is better than the Almeida win. Um, yeah, great great win for um, for Font. I'm I'm not sure if he'll ever be a contender at 135. Um, I, I, honestly, I kind of doubt it because he kind of ha- he kind of lacks that like it factor that like guys like um for example uh like uh Marlon Moraes or um like a Marlon Ortiz has or like a Guillermo Sterling. Mm. But he, he he is going to be a solid top 10 Bantamweight for a long time cuz he, yeah. he's just too fundamentally sound not to be.
0: Yeah, when you got those kind of hands. <laughs> yeah. He he's going to give anybody problems. Yes. Yeah, you need it like cuz not everybody has that kind of chin that Simone has where apparently he can just take it Oh. Apparently not from Faber. Apparently Faber got some old man strength still. But I think a lot of other dudes who don't have that kind of chin, those uppercuts probably would have took them out. They they would have been out of there. Um, but nah, no, props to Rafa, That was an amazing fight. And props to Ricky Simone. They both put on a really, really good performance. Um, so that was the main card. And <laughs> it was a roller coaster. Like, out the gate, it was great. We got two really good bantamweight fights. And you had Aspen Ladd on the scene, barking at people. And Rothwell with the nut check. And, you know, Rodriguez-Calvillo fight with the miss weight, but it still turned out to be an amazing fight. And then Reem and Rosenstruop ended in a devastating fashion, to say the least. But, um... No, it was, overall, it was a pretty good... It was a good main card. Like, we had a, a hiatus from the UFC for, like, two weeks. <laughs> This seemed like a card they'd come back on. We, we had great fights. We had shenanigans, referee, questionable moments. E- everything MMA has to offer, I think this, this card pretty much gave it to us, for, for the most part. Um, so, main card was cool. Uh, moving on to the prelim spotlight. We can just pick a fight or two. Uh, any uh, standout prelims you want to mention uh, real quick?
1: Um Tim means is fucking great. Yes, <laughs> like uh, the, uh Tim means versus Thiago Alves, Tim means got the submission win like halfway through the first round via a uh, guillotine. Um like just Tim means trying to collapse the pocket on Thiago Alves and Alves kicking him to the body two or three times and just marking him up was like really fun. Um means Realizes that Elvis is only going to beat him if he kicks him. Just decides to continue to pour all his effort into moving forward. Um, tags him with a straight left hand that puts him on the ground. Beats him up a little bit along the cage on the ground, and then knocks up a guillotine. Uh, really solid performance Tim means. Um, nice little bounce back after you know almost knocking out Nico Price, only to get knocked out yourself, himself. Um, and uh, like to means uh, one one of the. Figureheads of the violent weight section of the uh, welterweight division. So, props to him yeah. for getting that one. Um, did you have one you wanted to talk about?
0: Um, That very first fight of the card. Um, Ma- Mahmoud Murdov versus Trevor Smith. Yeah,
1: Trevor Smith is um, never going to be the
0: same. Bro, that... <laughs> that. That is one of the nastiest finishes I've ever seen, man. Um I mean first prop, props to Muradal for from Well, he was doing a lot of movement, a lot of bouncing around and just kind of beating Trevor Smith up. Like I I know Trevor Smith is a tough dude, but I'm like, man, you got to you got to do something, bro, cuz he is in here just he is just doing whatever he wants. Like he's really just kind of letting it loose. Flying off at the handle, and like everything he throws just seems to work. Um, but now I was really I was impressed with Miradov. Just all the mm. movement, just the the way he was mixing up his strikes. He he was just he was in the zone, man. That man was in like the matrix. And that that finish was a uh, whoosh. Um, I think it was a he ducked. Uh, Miradov ducked down, did a right to the body, came back with a left hook. And then finish with an overhand right. And just... <laughs> like, Trevor's body... His body flew in, like, three different directions as he fell. Like, his torso went one way, but his arms flew the other. And then his head flew the other. It was... It was like a video game glitch. Like, the way his body just, like, collapsed into itself. And it's like, yeah, like you said, you're not going to be the same after that. That was, uh... That was a nasty finish. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, uh, Mahmoud Murdov. And I guess real quick, I'll just run through. uh, Did you have any others? I'll just run through these just to read the results.
1: Yeah, just really quick shout-out to um, Vina Jandaroba, former Evicta Strollway champion. Got a win over uh, Maui Martin. uh, very naked choke in the second round. Just, you know, after her UFC debut against Carlos Barza, which was not, uh, she lost, but, you know, she showed, you know, some skill. Um, she came out, had some struggles with uh, Martin on the feet, but was able to get her down and get the submission. So props to her.
0: But, uh, just to read the results, uh, starting back from the top from the prelims, uh, Tim Means, uh, guillotine choke over Tiago Alves. Uh, Billy Quarantino, uh, beat the life <laughs> out of this poor man, Jacob Kilburn, uh, got a triangle choke in the third round. That was one, of, probably like the most one-sided matchup of the night. Uh, Bryce Mitchell got a twister over Matt Sales, which was kind of wild. Uh, Joe Selecki got a unanimous decision over Matt Wyman. <laughs> if we have more time, I would comment on that fight, but I'll just say I, I'm not interested in seeing Matt Wyman going into 2020. I'll just leave it at that. Hold up, no, I got to say, man, Joe-, <laughs> Joe Selecki telling Matt Wyman, Matt Wyman said what you're going to do, Joe Selecki said, I'm going to put you out of a job, that-, <laughs> that is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard, but hey, man, if you're talking trash, you got to you gotta be able to take it, but um, yeah, Selecki got that win, uh, like you said, Vienna Jandaroba got a rear naked choke over Mallory Martin. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Macmood Muradov got the KO over Trevor Smith. So that was UFC Washington D.C. Um, pretty good card. It 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 definitely was not void of shenanigans. There there were some questionable moments and just there was some wildness happening. We had two draws. We had nut shots and Dan Murgliata running wild. There was a lot going on, but it <laughs> it's MMA. After a two-week hiatus, I guess the MMA guards had had to come back and remind us the chaos they can cause. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But there were a lot of good fights, though. So I, I was happy. It was a good good weekend of fights. Um, and the Joshua Reeves fight was, was, was pretty good. So. so solid weekend of fights. Um, upcoming next week, uh, last pay-per-view of the year, UFC 245, headlined by... Maru Usman versus Kobe Covington. Also on the card, man. You got Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandami. Marlon Rice versus Jose Aldo. Mike Perry versus Jeff Neal. Petter Yan versus Jerod Faber. Caitlin Vieira versus Irene Aldana. I don't know why Matt Brown and Ben Saunders are fighting, but that's the thing. Brandon Moreno's on the card against Kai Carr France. Jessica I versus Viviana Rejo. Daniel Tamor versus Chase Hooper. Lots of good things going on on this card. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this. <laughs> These three title fights are going to be really interesting. These three title fights are going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just keep it yeah. at that. This is gonna be, I think, there's gonna be a lot to talk about after this card. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a lot to talk about. Uh, um, so that's going down next week is Bellator. They got anything?
1: I think now? they're done until the um the. Oh
0: yeah, they're done until the twentieth. Well, they have a salute the troops. Uh, All right, they got a couple more cards. They got salute the troops. That's not next week though. Uh, so Bellator is not back until the twentieth. Uh. PFL is done till the thirty first. What one championship got going on? Uh, oh, hold up. All right, we got one championship. Legendary Warriors. I wasn't aware of what's going on in this card. Let me see who's on here. Uh, is that
1: like one of their hero cards?
0: Oh, they don't. Yeah. Uh, well, on Sure dog, they don't have anything listed, so I can't. Yeah, talk. I
1: was looking around while you were talking about the O.C. card. I couldn't find anything about the one card because. I just figured it was important.
0: Alright, so it's blank. <laughs> Whatever. So I guess the UFC will pretty much own next weekend. Any any boxing going on? Yes,
1: yes, week? yes. Um So from MSG, we have on Saturday, December fourteenth, Terrence Crawford. Uh, he'll be defending his WBO's welterweight title against um edge Edg- just Edg- Cavillian Guskas that was
0: <laughs> I think I just had an
1: aneurysm um, <laughs> basically I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I don't even know if he's a mandatory I think it was just somebody on the WBO like list who they could find to fight Crawford but that'll be happening uh but on that same card we have uh Teofimo Lopez um I believe he's going for his is he going yes, he's going for his first world championship. He'll be fighting for the IBF lightweight title against Richard Comey with the winner possibly facing Vasily Omochenko. So that that's worth paying attention to. There we go.
0: Who's the uh the gentleman that uh Croft is fighting? Is he uh you know if he's good? So you're get he is a sacrifice.
1: He is a sacrifice. Right. Um, unfortunately, PBC still owns all the welterweights. Um, and they do not play fair. And they went to their, uh, their partner Fox and had Fox say that Fox does not recognize the WBO tight, uh, the championship as a real championship. Which is, I, 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 I don't know the backstory behind that other than. PBC made Fox put out that statement, um, so they're just going to continue to pretend that Terrence Crawford doesn't exist. Yeah, so that sucks. Um, I didn't see any kickboxing worth mentioning either, so it might be just the UFC and Terence Crawford next week.
0: All right. Well, that's that's good enough. And I mean, to, we're we're gonna close out this year pretty strong. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff uh, to get to later. Yeah. Yeah, the the end of this year and probably the beginning of the next year's, there'll be a lot to talk about. There'll be plenty to talk about. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, what we got upcoming next week. Uh, so we can end the uh, closing out fight recommendations. Um, during the uh this this whole like UFC break, um, I've been on a. I think YouTube is the only like website with algorithms that like somewhat understands me. Because um, 'cause they've been recommending me kickboxing fights and they've all been like fire. <laughs> like I've been watching a lot of Rise fights, uh, and I went back to watch uh Re Bada, uh the guy Tenshin Kao fight and I watched some of his fights and the promotion that he was in. Um so I've been in like a really heavy kickboxing uh uh mode lately. So my fight recommendation, um, taking it back 2007 K1 World Grand Prix uh, Badahari versus Remy Bonjanski um, boy does Badahari hit extraordinarily hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and boy did Remy just kind of I don't want to say he ate the shots but I know Badahari had to be thinking like bro i I would have killed anybody else and this man is still in my face um, it was a really awesome fight, really, really awesome fight, um, two of the best kickboxers you'll, you'll probably ever see, and it, it was one of those fights where, like, even though nobody got, like, knocked down or knocked out, it was still a really fun fight to watch, um, and this is, like, 07, this is, like, prime Badahari, like, I think, I think him in the Rico rematch is coming yep. up, I feel like,
1: yep, collision yep. yeah. 2. It's going to be fun to watch how um, Rico hurts himself this time. Not Rico. Uh, <laughs> Ari hurts himself this time. Yeah. Well, we'll, oh, we'll see. Oh, <laughs> maybe he'll, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it, but um, Chris Kubank Jr. fought this past weekend. Uh, he fought Matt Korobov, and Matt Korbov in like the second round ended up dislocating his shoulder. Mm. But where it is that apparently it wasn't a di- shoulder dislocation so much as it was he tore his whole entire bicep in the fight. Gee. Yeah. So maybe that'll happen.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see. <laughs> but um this fight is on YouTube. Uh you, you can you can YouTube it is the whole fight is up there. That's Badahari versus Remy Bonjanski. Really amazing fight from both. Two of the best kickboxers you'll ever see. That was from the K one World Grand Prix, uh, two thousand and seven. Uh, got any any recommendations? Anybody we should be looking out for?
1: Um we didn't get the chance to talk about, it, but Gory uh, 73 from Shenzhen, China, uh, went down this past weekend. That's um, the same place in the same, I think, in the same uh, like arena that the um, the what you call it, uh, that Wei Li Zhang won her title in um, actually. But um, Marat Gregorian uh, defend his Glory lightweight championship against Elvis Gashi. Um, it was a really good fight. Um, it was a really strong performance by uh, Gregorian. So it was really fun go watch that um and another little kickboxing nugget um you were mentioning that you were on a kickboxing run uh, um you know spurt recently uh k1 world grand prix 2019 japan three whatever the hell they actually call it um so k1 held a card last november 24th or 5th or something like that and they finally uploaded all the videos to their youtube channel last week um Yes, so uh, that has the latest Takaru fight. Um, He fought uh, Yuda Murakoshi, and it also features their featherweight championship tournament, uh, their Grand Prix, which was won by this guy, Yuki Igawa, who knocked out all three of his opponents in the first round. So I would suggest you go watch those uh, because those are really cool to sit through. Um, So, yeah, go watch that.
0: Watch more kickboxing, man. Like just just watch more kickboxing. It's really fun, especially the the Japanese kickboxers. Man, <laughs> I I don't think I've ever watched like a boring like all these ROZ fights I've been watching. Like I don't know any of these people, and all these fights are amazing. Yeah, it,
1: <laughs> kick kickboxing is an easily digestible sport because it's like three. It's like and it's really quick because it's like three minute rounds, and they're only right. like, A lot of the time it's only three minutes. Uh, I mean, it's only three rounds anyway, so.
0: So, go watch some go watch some kickboxing, man. That's your fight recommendation homework uh for the week. And uh before we officially exit for closing thoughts, um I'll just mention this because I just got an ESPN uh notification about it uh for my college football, uh, my college football fans. Um playoffs are set. Number 1 LSU versus Oklahoma at number 4 on the other side of the bracket, number two, Ohio State versus number three, Clemson. Um, all I have to say is Alabama isn't in the playoffs, therefore, I don't care who wins, and I'm happy. There's no Alabama, which means it's a great day for me. Um, but that'll be your uh, college football uh, playoffs. So, have fun. Bowl season is here. If you're a college football fan, well, well, bowl season has been, uh, well, they're doing the conference championships now, but. You know both both season be, be both season be popping. The scores be like forty five to fifty. There's no defense. <laughs> Everybody just scores like a boatload of points. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um that's your uh, college football finals. Um, got anything for closing thoughts?
1: Um Nah. No. I'm out of thoughts. Um I'm ready to get this homework out the way so I can never do homework ever again.
0: All right, there we go. Yeah, we gotta get a uh, Antakulada. He's gotta gotta do real world, <laughs> <laughs> real world things. But uh, yeah, so that's all we got for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, give this podcast a listen: SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Send questions to dojo.talkpodcast at yahoo dot com. Uh, hit us up on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. Follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Serial Sensei. Uh, follow the cool on Twitter at GC Zeus. And be on the lookout. I meant to mention this real quick. Uh, you know the, we always do our award show. Uh, that'll be coming sometime, probably early 2020. And we've got an idea for another episode. I ain't gonna tell you guys what it is. But it's something I don't think anybody else has ever done before. And we're gonna do it. And you're gonna be really mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is a the near impossible task, but we're gonna do it. I don't know when. I don't have the date picked out because this is gonna require a lot of research. But I'm gonna try to fit this somewhere also in the early 2020. But we got we got a really good innovative episode, I think. Idea that you, you guys will get at some point, hopefully early 2020. So this is me trying to build up some hype. But just be on the lookout. It, it'll, it'll be come. If you see me on Twitter, I've already talked about it. If you don't follow me on Twitter, then you'll you'll find out when it happens. But we'll get to that bridge when we get there. But that's all we got for today. So as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.